One ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One ring to bring them all. And in the darkness, find them. Now, if it wasn't obvious by the intro of this episode, there for me was never any doubt that if I was going to talk about today's topic, uh, I would get anyone other than Mia because uh, I don't think I could ever meet someone who these movies mean as much to and uh, is as knowledgeable about them. And these are also, this is also kind of, a, I feel like this is a pretty big one because these are, you know, these are, this is a trilogy that's kind of become, not kind of, it's become like an all timer. Like, no, like I think it's number proved, one truly. I think it's proved that it's going to stay within the pop culture consciousness. Number one truly. But, like, like the first Matrix, like, perfect movie. Like, but then they made more. Yeah, but whatever about that. But, like, first Matrix, like, you know, that, that I think that's always in the con. Like, from then on, like... Oh, yeah, like, there are plenty of ones where you can say, like, one of the... You know, I say, like, like yeah, The Dark Knight is my favorite live-action movie. I like the other two, but I don't think they're, they're flawless masterpieces, you know? Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, you know, like, cultural, like... Like those, like something that is like you know, Jaws is some. I think Jaws was the first PG thirteen movie. No, PG thirteen wasn't invented until the mid to late eighties. It was because of Gremlins and Temple of Doom. Really? Yeah. So there, you could get away with P. There's some pretty raunchy old PG movies. I know. Yeah, you know, used to just. <laughs> there's like a really funny skit about how like random the plot of, of Back to the Future is. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if you think about it, you're like. Wait, why? Who? <laughs> why, why, is, why are we watching this? Yeah. <laughs> so if if you if you can't tell from the title of the episode, uh, we're talking the Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson film trilogy Number from one, truly. Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, Return of the King. Now a little bit of a um, let's let's do a little groundwork. We're gonna get to the movies, but I want to ask you first. It, before you even knew that these movies were coming out, did you have any history with the works of J.R.R. Tolkien? No. Um, you know what? I remember that Fellowship of the Ring came out when I was using AOL. Because, yep. <laughs> like, that's how old it, like, that dates it. Because I remember, uh, like, I remember vaguely, like, I, I don't know if chat, chat rooms really weren't a big thing. Forums were. I don't chat know if rooms I, were big in the early 2000s. I mean, like... I mean, for, like, subject matter. You know, like, Discord or something. Oh, like, yeah, 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 I was definitely on... Once Lord of the Rings came out, I was on... I was, like, on all the Lord of the Rings, like, um... The, chat rooms. I was on all the chat rooms. Message boards. Mess... Yep. And, and... Oh my God. Like... But it's not a property that you were into before these movies. No. Uh, like... Let me see. So... Like, it was, you hadn't I'll, read the, the, the books. You hadn't read The Hobbit. You... I knew... I knew about it. Like, um... Like... I vague, you know, I knew Gandalf and I knew hobbits were a thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it reminds me of a line from The Office, like "You're evil, like a hobbit." I don't know. <laughs> like, That's incorrect. Uh, I know that is incorrect, but it was just so random. Like, um, I don't even know if I made it into the show. I think it's just in the bloopers. It was like, right, right. Uh, um, but like, I, I, you know, I definitely knew about that world. I mean, like, because Lord of the Rings, like, uh, I don't think Dune gets enough. Um, the book? Yeah, the book. I don't think it gets enough credit for being, like, um, a, a major, like... I'm, I, like, people do talk about how, like, you know, Dune came out before Star Wars, you know, because yes. pe people have seen the movie Dune, they're like, hey, they're using the Jedi mind trick. They're like, this was No, pretty Star Wars is using Dune. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like, Star Wars was using, like... 
sort of Buddhism taken into like a sort of myth, like like wuxia kind of Buddhism, like taken into like a like you know its own sci-fi thing, and it was it was using stuff from like Dune, you know, like because Dune was very hard to film, so Dune does, and, and Lord of the Rings was very hard to film. Yeah, we'll get but to like it. both of those were kind of like you know like I feel like all the fantasy genre like you know everything you know like writers talk about I think people do credit Tolkien with, oh, with yeah, creating totally. conventional medieval fantasy template yeah, yeah the, um, you know like Game of Thrones the A Song of Ice and Fire um, like I actually really do like those books George R. R. Martin has been like like he's talked about he's like look everyone is influenced by J.R. Tolkien like you can't not be influenced by him um, and there's some stuff that I really like from Lord of the Rings and there's some like other stuff where like I'm interested in something else and, and he's more interested in like historical fantasy than just like high fantasy right. so like that's why with Game of Thrones you get a lot of logistics things like that's where you get stuff that you, like you don't get so much in Lord of the Rings is like you know, you get some things that kind of remind you of, at least from the books, that kind of remind you of, like, like epic poems. Like, you know, I don't know why in epic poems it's a thing to have, like, lists of, like, they're just like, hey, here's everything we're bringing with us. And then just a whole list of, like, right. I'm like, okay, I don't need to know what's in your caravan. Like, you know. Yep. So me and these, the source material, uh, I think my first memory is, like, it's, like, elementary school. I remember going to the video store when that was still a thing. Mm-hmm. And I was going to the kids' section and seeing um, the box for an animated movie called The Hobbit, which that term stuck with me because I'd never heard of the word Hobbit before. Um, and then later... I think I, I had heard it when, uh, to, like, talked about, uh, if you're just... I'm talking about, I'm, I was, like, seven. This was really early. I think I had heard, like, okay. on sitcoms, people being, like, you're a Hobbit. You know, like, it's a short person. You're a Hobbit. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it was a little while later where I learned one way or another, oh, that's a book. And there's actually... Oh, yeah. Um, I, I might have known about the book because I think my my dad had it and my brother had it. my brother had read it so yeah I did know about the Hobbit and then I did hear start hearing rumblings and this is before I, I'm pretty sure this is before I heard that, that they were doing movies that okay the Hobbit has a sequel trilogy called mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings which is more epic in That's tone right. and stuff yeah. like that and eventually in like the late nineties I maybe my mom got it for me maybe I wanted it but I got uh, I got a copy of the Hobbit book mm-hmm. and I distinctly remember I think I tried finding it recently but it, it might be gone from a move or something but it was like a larger than usual paperback with like a big yellow cover and these full page really nice painted illustrations like one of Smog on his on oh, his wow. on his uh, treasure hoard one yeah. of the goblins in the cave oh wow um and it was, it was, I really liked that book. It was a cool adventure. It was well-paced and well-told. It was fun. It had moments of, you know, seriousness, like, you know, we lost Thorin and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but it was just a cool adventure. It was a really cool adventure. Medieval adventure. And so a year or two later, I was in elementary school, and I saw that on the bookshelf in my classroom, they had Fellowship of the Ring. Uh-huh. And then I read on the cover, okay, this is uh, this is the sequel to the, Ho- sequel to the Hobbit. Let's try reading it. Uh, I tapped out real fast. You know, it's funny, because, like, the... Um, George R. L. Tolkien's like publisher had like such a headache because you know he he wrote The Hobbit and then originally I think it was a bedtime story for his kids that he adapted. Um, well, I know he started writing like the first couple like uh, in a hole in the ground like lived a Hobbit you know like the very beginning lines. Um, hey Cleo. <laughs> yeah, like hello, little like podcast cat. Um, I think he started writing it on the back of a. a student's paper that he was grading you know like uh, like wow. um he was just bored <laughs> students like you owe me royalties <laughs> I just, 
just feel like, um, so teacher, did you even like look at that? You clearly were not paying attention. Like, <laughs> my education's on the line here. Like, <laughs> um, but like, the, you know, the publisher was kind of like, the Hobbit did great. I'm, you know, like, I'm interested in anything else you have. He came back with this thing that was like, a million pages and like so so much more like you know the Hobbit was like here like from point A to point B <laughs> like and I guess for for Lord of the Rings he he went wild he let loose <laughs> he went buck wild and like and like and it had it had the like. It, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really, like, the Cimmerillion, but it had all this, like, lore. And, like, The Hobbit, you know, kids could follow it. And the publisher was like, why, why couldn't you just do what I asked? Why <laughs> like, couldn't you just make another Hobbit? I know, because... Like, the Hobbit isn't as concerned with the wide world. Yeah. It's not as much... It doesn't have as much of the way of appendices and little... Mm-hmm. Note, oh, my God, yeah, notes. the appendices, yeah. And the thing is, like... And another thing is... It, it wasn't three books like it was no. it, it was just like he he came back he's like this is all my material and there's like the publisher's like yeah there's like physically there's no way to sell this like and yet they did no but like no, there's no way to sell it as like as it was oh he could split not it have, split like, it in three he's like do you want us to print something that is like inside of a phone to- book? To- no it would be much bigger than a phone book Jesus. it would be like those if you've ever seen a picture of that like um female scientist like standing next to like the handwritten calculations that were used for like one of the like space um like outings or something the stack of papers is as tall as her like wow. you know all the like the arithmetic that like went into it it'd be kind of like that they're like so you want us to print something like that do you want people to buy that like you want it to be reasonably priced <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah like that's gonna be something <laughs> like maybe like that'd be as break, much as like break buying it up, a car it up. yeah so they're like I'm, um Tolkien didn't really like the idea but they had to they're and like, the last laugh was on Tolkien because they went on to define a whole genre define a whole genre yeah also but I remember like a big Tolkien expert being like, I don't know why they named Return of the King <laughs> Return of the King. It kind of gives away the ending. <laughs> like, I love it. Well, well, they could have called it The Ring Gets Tossed Into the Fire or something. <laughs> Not as epic. Um, but yeah, so these, the, so for me, it's like, and I actually tried reading Fellowship again after seeing Fellowship the movie and uh-huh. rekindling my interest in this whole property. And I still tapped out. Uh-huh. I was older. I was like fourteen or fifteen, and I'm still like, I, I think they were like, this, these books are not for me. But uh-huh. the way they adapted work, so it's like. I think the Hobbit book is a fun, epic adventure, and I think the Lord of the Rings books are stretched out and over long. Flip those, and you have my opinion of the movie versions. Oh God, no, um, uh, I can't. But uh, so, so when a little, a little more build up, because we don't forget, Jackson was not the first to adapt this material. You mean like those the the ones the cartoons. where Boromir looked like? That's your go-to is Boromir in like tight shorts. Yep. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing: there was. This is weird. I'm going to explain this to you. This one studio did The Hobbit. It was actually the studio who did, like, Rudolph and Frosty and all those old... Yeah. Like, but it was 2D. And then, a little while later, there there's a famous animator named Ralph Bakshi. He is best known for doing a lot of... Especially through, like, the 70s and 80s. Going, kind of going against the grain of animation and doing strictly adult animation. And so, like, realistic figures, sex, drugs, rock and roll, like, hard art okay. material. Uh-huh. And... He would, he, but he was also a fan of Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and when he builds enough clout, he managed to convince them, "Let me do, let's do an adaptation of at least the first two books, and mm-hmm. then and then we'll do a sequel if it does well." Mm-hmm. And so he got to do a movie that that crammed Fellowship and Two Towers into like one 
I'm not even sure if it's two hours. It might be an hour 40 or something. That's interesting. And That's an interesting... it did okay at the time, uh-huh. and it has its fans, but it was not enough of a hit to adapt us to the story. Uh-huh. So Rankin Bash, the Hobbit studio, went, well, hey, we'll take our cast and style and make our own Return of the King. Uh-huh. So if you try to watch this whole adaptation, you have this middle that's completely different tonally and stylistically. <laughs> and and <laughs> it's very odd. And I can't speak to the Hobbit and Return of the King stuff. I, I might like them as an, you know, as an, as an old alternate, alternate version if I watch them. I've actually heard a lot of people say, like, hey, compared to the Hobbit we got from Peter Jackson... This one's this one's classic. That means nothing. But um, that just, like all that means is it's not dirt in your eye. <laughs> yeah, but the oh, I or the, what uh, does Bully, Bully McGuire say? All right, so I want to show you a clip from the Bakshi version real quick. Would you prefer a Saruman scene or what the Balrog looks like? Um, I kind of I'm interested in what the Balrog looks like. This clip it was it literally on YouTube called the Unscary Balrog. Here is it's okay. it's now one thing I want to tell you first that you'll notice you'll probably notice that like here we have a. Aragorn, and you'll see how smooth he That's runs. That's Aragorn? What, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that would... See that, how smooth it, so it looks live action? Yeah. So, for the majority of this movie, uh, and, and a lot of his work, Bakshi used a technique called rotoscoping, which is kind of like the 2D equivalent, 70s equivalent of motion capture, uh-huh. where you would trace over the film of a live action reference actor. Oh, okay. And it, a lot of them looks like it, but it just looks, I, it distracts me whenever does, I've seen parts of it. Didn't, does, didn't he use it? Like, did Disney ever use it or no? Like, they used it sparingly. I think okay. in like some of the early Princess films for like, like dances. They, yeah, when they twirled like, the yes, dress. But they didn't, they didn't, they weren't super reliant on it. Okay. They were Disney has always been more about using reference footage where okay. they'll film some of their staff out of the actions and they'll recreate it manually rather than okay. tracing or motion capture. Uh-huh. So so here you see how the orcs look where they they're yeah. these shadows that they like paint teeth onto. You'll see a close up of uh-huh. in just a second. This is so surreal. No, this actually it, looks very very interesting like graphically. Like I mean it's 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 almost experimental. Yeah. But I don't know if that's what people want. I don't know if I'd want my Lord of the Rings to be a But here's the Balrog. It's just a guy in a costume with big floppy wings. Wow, he's not that. He's like. He's maybe. He's eight a feet foot tall. tall yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not the, the best. Gandalf's outfit is actually pretty similar. Gandalf it looks pretty good. Um, but I will say the delivery of "You shall not pass" is uh, <laughs> does not hold a candle when we get to it. It's, in fact, this is the whole Gandalf death scene, which we'll talk about, which is one of my favorite parts. And so. that's not so bad. But we the see the whole body. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, why would you be scared? He's it's a just foot a taller. I do like yeah, some of these backgrounds. Uh-huh. I, some of these backgrounds are pretty oh, nice. Oh, like gargoyle. There's, there's some pretty stylistic. There's, there is clear work put into this. It's just not my thing. I, I find it very interesting. Yeah, maybe, maybe you should watch it. Yeah. No, I like... There's no Return of the King portion, but you know, this is oh, back. And also, no, remember, wait, I'm getting. Oh, you're still getting giddy. No, I'm like. Flying. Flying. Flame of okay, well, listen to the delivery of You Shall Not Pass. It's not as good. Wow, that was great. No, no, that was, that was wait, not great. Wait, wait. All right, well. <laughs> not as epic. Well, unfair comparison. He wasn't I, known that he was going to go up against Serene McKellen. <laughs> oh, right, no! Wait, so here's, here's the fall. No! Okay, that was kind of funny. <laughs> <gasps> the whip! The reaction. <laughs> They're just like, ah, oh, that's a shame. Oh! Frodo went like, he closed his Frodo's eyes. Frodo's great. Like, Frodo, oh. Frodo blinked. 
<laughs> so yeah, like Frodo's reaction's a little more epic. Uh, the music, again, Gan- a little more epic. Like it's, it's <laughs> no, all I'm more talking, epic. Like, in, it's yeah. like, but Jackson took whatever like, was good about this and improved it yeah. tenfold. That music with the the chorus singer, incredible. But look, that high. Oh god. That's like I was like. I mean, we, I, we were going to do some jumping around, but I'm going to say, like, one of my strongest memories of seeing Fellowship uh, was because I had read The Hobbit, and, you know, so I was familiar with and fond of Gandalf. I hadn't read the books. I thought he was gone. Me too. And I legit I really, teared I up. Well, I was so confused because I was like, that can't be the end of Gandalf. Gandalf is so fit. I, I knew Gandalf before I read The Hobbit. Before, like, I was like, Gandalf, he, he's, he's a name. Everyone knows Gandalf. Really, yeah, and I was like... Wait, did you just murk Gandalf in the first book? Yeah, the first like, like yeah. I'm like, but but. But honestly, even rewatching that scene, I still get emotional because it's so well done. Oh my! But uh, like the uh, sound drops out for the most part. You see dude, all outside, the all the Balrog is one of my favorite. Oh, I'm talking about ever. yeah. Well, he, the the Balrog is amazing. Oh, um, I remember I saw that. But like how the characters are responding to Gandalf, that's like you see like Legolas <gasps> holding Gimli back. He wants to charge in and fight. You see Legolas just looks confused. The hobbits are yeah, all, all like looks confused. devastated, yeah, which is like and you know Boromir is kind of torn up. You know, gives him a moment for pity's sake, but well, Aragorn is trying is being the leader and like sake. we gotta rash, be rational and keep moving. Yeah, and actually I think that was um a, a good uh, move on Vigo's part. I think Vigo suggested changing the line because. I think he's like, like by night. Like, by nightfall, these these hills will be swarming with orcs. orcs. Before, before that, it was like, th- these hills will be fair teeming with orcs, which is a that's bit of Tolkien line. language. Yeah, yeah, they're like you know, no, tame. But yeah, I, I guess I my... think Peter Jackson did a great job in balancing. Yeah, staying so faithful. let's let's also talk about because uh, I, I have one more thing I want to show you. So there is so this director Peter Jackson he. <laughs> before he, he he was experienced <laughs> when he did these movies, but but he wasn't a big household name of directors. I'm so... I don't know how studios know. I... Well, he had done, like, two... I think he did two Hollywood movies. He did, like... Is it Heavenly Creatures? Yeah, he did that. With Kate Winslet, I think, which I heard was a good drama. Uh-huh. And one called The Frighteners was, like, a horror comedy with Michael J. Fox, which I think is supposed to be okay at uh-huh. best. To this day, I still have no idea how he walked in this kind of no-name, like, he, working man director. I'm surprised he was wearing shoes if he walked in. Yeah, and he walked in and he was like, wears shoes. I want to do Lord of the Rings and we're not just going to do film the first one and see what happens. We're going to film them all he at once. He didn't say that. Like, I mean, well... He well, there was negotiations. I think I think early on, like, Harvey Weinstein was yes, like, people wanted, uh, to, do, which, wanted which, to be two movies. It sucks that his name will forever come he's in, up. He's in the, he and his brother are in the credits for all I three. I want to get, like, erase that. Maybe there's like, a fan edit. Uh, yeah. We'll get to fan edits. Um, but um, the thing is, is like... You know, they weren't involved in the production. They paid them to like make a working script, um, and that's, so it was. It like was more about getting Miramax. funding, like that. Yeah, because yeah. that's, that's what that's what they mainly were. They were producers. But the thing is, is like eventually they 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 just didn't agree. Like, yeah. um, they wanted it to be one movie, and they wanted it to be about Aragorn. And he was desperately like, "Please let us make it two movies, and like let it let us make it about like the actual story." And they're like. No, but at least, like, you know, they didn't do what, like, Fox did with Firefly, which is like, we'll kill Firefly, but we won't let anyone on anyone take it. Like, <laughs> well, like... If they can't like, have it, nobody can. I mean, they, they could have it. They're like, we don't want it. They but, want anybody to have it. Yeah. Just like, oh, my God. Like, um, but they're like... So Miramax was like, okay, no, we're not going to do it, but if you want, you can try selling the script to another studio. And then New Line picked it up. And New Line was... And, and they were pitching it to New Line, and they were like please, please be okay with two movies. And he was like, the guy was like, okay, I, I'm kind of confused. He's like, this is like three books, right? He's like, so it's three movies. And they were like, ah! 
I know so much better. Even, but I mean, even them, even the fact that that guy thankfully saw that logic. Yeah. Like, one Hollywood blockbuster is a huge enough investment in, in like financial gamble, Mm -hmm. and to put in three before you even knew how any of them would do. Yeah. Like, yes, this is a big property. Yeah, that was a big thing at the time. So was Titanic. I mean, remember Titanic? I remember the rumbling. James Cameron at least had some clout. You know, this was post Terminator Two. Yeah, he had clout, but they were like, "This is the most expensive thing that has like." Yeah. It was the most expensive. Same thing with Avatar. It. uh, I know. I know it's not the most beloved movie, but made a boatload of money when they thought it wouldn't. They thought, they didn't, they thought a lot. A lot of people did. I think that the studio did see it as risky, but they just like it's, it's James Cameron. Let's do it. Oh, that's so stupid. I was like, I know it's gonna make a lot of money. I wish it kind of made less money because it does not deserve. <laughs> because it's not the greatest movie ever. It, no, it doesn't deserve that spot. I, I I can't remember a single character. Maybe what the name, main guy was Sam, or maybe I'm just thinking of the actor. Sam Worthington. Yeah, Jake like, Sully. I remember that. I, I don't. I. I I don't remember. They, they were blue. Like, it, it was pretty. Hey, sequel's finally coming out. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty. That was it. Titanic was a great Titanic's film. Titanic's good. Like, it was a beautiful disaster film. It was a beautiful romantic, like, film. Period piece. I, I love, like, the little South Park song, Making Fun, of how um, Michael Bay tried to do that with Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor really sucks. <laughs> a little more than I miss you. <laughs> They're just like... I think like, that was actually I, in Team America. <laughs> There's like... It's like... I like I miss you as much as like Michael Bay missed the point. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. But getting back to these yeah. movies, so it's not only crazy that Peter Jackson did this as a nuclear infrastructure. If you look, it was risky. One of the straight man, one of the craziest career trajectories in terms of like what his what he started out with movies like him and George Miller. <laughs> yeah, George Miller kind of did the opposite. I because he went from <laughs> Mad Max to Babe and Happy Feet, and then back to Mad Max. My mom asked me recently. She's like. Mad Max. She's like, what else has he done? And I was like, and he told her, Babe. <laughs> Happy feet. To be fair, the first Babe's pretty good. My mom, by the way, she was like, don't make fun of me. I know superheroes. I know who Tom Parker is. That's right. <laughs> oh like, god, I used to that. she played herself. I was like, no, you don't. I don't even does, know who does Tom. Your, Parker. Does your mom ever listen to this podcast? Um, I, I she may listen to the Shang Chi one. <laughs> she sends it to people. Has she seen Shang Chi? Um, no. Like, show her to her. Like, I could show her parts of it. She doesn't really watch, like, MC. <laughs> but it's, it's pretty isolated is what I'm saying. But, but um, <laughs> hey, Laura, if you're listening, uh, I think you're awesome. So don't <laughs> take it personally. I just think this this Tom Parker thing is she, funny. She's like, don't make fun of me. I know who Tom Parker is. I was like, no, you don't. You, it, the fact I don't that, know who Tom Parker the is. The fact that you asked said, don't make fun of me, means you're going to be made fun of. Yeah, because, like, I made fun of her the other night for not knowing, like, Bruce Wayne's name or something. And, like, <laughs> she was like. At, but at least she didn't say, like. But she's like, don't at she me. She didn't say Robert Wayne or something. No, like, I mean, she was like, she was worse than that. Like, Robert Wayne would have been better. Like, I mean. Like, no, but it's the name of the current actor is what I'm saying. But Tom Parker didn't make any sense. <laughs> I had to take a second. I was like, who is Tom Parker? I mean, there are Tom Parkers in the real world, but they are not Spider-Man. I was so confused because I was like, okay, something sounds familiar. Anyway, it's like. But, um. You know, no, I've actually seen, have you seen any, I actually know, I, I know the answer to this. You have zero interest in his early gory stuff, right? Yeah, no, I'm not really into, like, B, like, B horror Like, films. horror comedies, I'd say, was was his forte. So, I've seen two of them. Only if they're, like, by Edgar, uh, Edgar Wright. Okay, no, these were, these were, uh, uh, schlockier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I've seen. No, oh no, I've actually, seen, I really don't like that. I've seen no, like that. two. There's one called Bad Taste. There's about like aliens it's manufacturing human food. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. The cover is one of the aliens flipping you off. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that's I, fine. I, I want to see it someday. Guts. I have seen uh, the two others. Uh, his best early film is uh, originally called Brain Dead. It's, it was renamed in the U.S. to Dead I Alive. Heard, I heard a comedy like zombie splatter movie. Yeah. So good. If you I think 
Have you seen it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's oh, like, my favorite of his, of his early films. Is is that the one where, okay, so in Return of the King, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli go into this weird kind of, like, it's it's they're they're at a camp like they're with the like Rohirrim who are going to go help. Oh, if there's a reference to I don't know. No, no, like there's a location in New Zealand that's like kind of weird, and it's it's I want to say like it's bony. It looks dead like, alive is mostly suburbia. Okay, because there's like there they use the location in Lord of the Rings that does show up in one of Peter Jackson's earlier sure, films. Sure, it's like it's this like very it. interesting. It's kind of like. It, it looks like a salt kind of desert, almost like Oregon or something, you know? Like, that was where they eventually found the dead army. But, like, that that sort of white... Okay, that, like, that could be a bad taste, maybe. Um, yeah, it, it's, it shows up but, in um, those movies. Yeah, so Dead Alive, I will just... I think I described it to you where the climax is. By the end, the, the infestation spread, we've got a whole house party that's all zombies, mm-hmm. for the most part. The hero runs outside, comes back in holding a lawnmower, mm-hmm. picks it up so the front with the blade, the bottom with the blades is facing outward, and goes, mm-hmm. All right, guys, party's over! And <laughs> It up, and it's just like a minute of like zombies being splattered through yeah. the blades of a lawnmower. It's awesome. No, I like, I like. I mean, and at one point, a zombie's intestines come to life and like start crawling along the telephone wire. It's actually a really cool effect. No, no. There's also a zombie baby. Uh, ew, no. The, the zombies, no. two of the yeah, zombies fall in love and have a baby. Cross. Like, oh, you think that's crossing the line? Do you know about me? No, don't meet I, the feebles. No, I don't. If I, I don't want to. Can I, I show you a no, trailer? No, why? Why? When people like say that crosses the line, that means they don't like that. That means. Do you know about meet the feebles? I don't want. It sounds. I don't want. No. It's not a zombie gore movie. I don't want it. I don't want it. It is an R-rated Muppets parody. Okay, but like, no, no, like. Just a, just a, just no, a no, I don't. I definitely don't want to see it. Okay. I definitely don't want to see it. But like. Recommend from me, meet the feebles. Like it's it's. There, there are uh, we. It's the only movie I can think of with uh, hippo tits. Okay, see that? Like I didn't want to know that. I didn't want to hear that. I want like that. That mm-mm. like it has a frog uh, shooting up heroin. Okay, no, no more. I don't want to know more <laughs> hippo tits. No nothing. Let's go back but, yeah. to the beautiful subject. I am wearing right now my fake elvish ears and my one ring that I got. Meet the Feebles is on YouTube. You no, can watch it for free. <laughs> don't don't you dare mention something with hippo tits next to like what is the most sacred thing to me. Like, like people say like okay like we live near Washington D.C. I am a huge Capitals fan hockey. Yeah. Like um and and like I went to their parade. They're champs a couple years ago. They, okay, one, they, they are always champs. They I mean, Stanley been, Cup champs. Yes. The, the, but like, <laughs> I'm just like, they were. How dare you talk about us? Like Sorry, I don't follow sports. Like, okay, like, like, the only time I've really, really, really felt like unbridled patriotism is about the capitals. Sure. And like, so I've told people, like, the capitals is my country, Lord of the Rings is my religion. Sure. Like, when I, like, and that's why, like, I don't. I don't like to just turn on Lord of the Rings and watch it. You have to. You have to be invested in the right mood. It's it's like going to church. It's like going to church for people who like you know, for them going to. It's also like for you. You can't sit down and just watch one of them. You can't just sit down and watch Fellowship. I I can. No, I can. I can. Oh, you can. Okay. Like you know, um, like. I mean, I can't marathon. Like I mean, I love them. I can't marathon. There are people who do. No, but I mean, like, like, um, typically now it's been a while since I've like really like um celebrated christmas like bothered to like get my like a christmas tree out but my christmas like tradition is like the whole time when i'm like setting up my mike cut out thanks mike um (laughs) but i was actually saying because we were talking about you know christmas viewings but uh this was kind of a really we were talking about like the dvd you were talking about all the well okay hours of extras and commentaries okay 
uh, on one note, a genuine thank you to like New Line Cinema and the Lord of the Rings production for making like the best products that have ever been made. And then a second, a sarcastic thank you for ruining for my life. Like na- every movie sucks. <laughs> like uh, that's that's the downside. Is nothing. Like um, every every single thing. I'm like this fucking sucks. Like Jesus. Like oh my god. If you like, I, honestly, I feel like. Memorizing those DVDs is is itself kind of like an intro to like filmmaking class. Like they, I mean, they went in depth. The commentaries have one one uh, track for the writers, one track for pre production, which is like makeup, costuming. Well, these um, are commentaries. Yeah, like the wow like, for like different groups. Mm-hmm. And then like so that's pre production. Um, then one uh, uh, one track is like during current production and it's just for the actors then there's another one that's current production but that has stunt people and the people in charge of stunts and the people in charge of like scheduling and everything and then they have another one which is post-production and that's music and special effects um like it's so just i mean like learning about oh my god like the way they did the balrog like just learn like just knowing all the beautiful details that go into like one of my favorite things is the fell beasts which are those cool sort of like they kind of look like in skyrim there's like a water dragon like they look like these watery dragons like the fell beasts that's what the nazgul ride oh yeah like and like i think that they're best like shown off during two towers when they're like flying over the dead marshes um like i thought they were such an epic looking beast and they have that epic roar the animal that is used for their roar is a donkey. Like, and I'm like... Now that's sound editing for you. I, I was just like, are you... What? Like, and they're just like, not the hee-haw part, but if, if you can get a donkey to, to yell. Like, roar, like, you know, it has like a, like... And because it, it is, it's sort of a unique thing. It's not like a tiger roar, you know. Like it's, it does have like a sort of higher pitch, even though they like, they definitely lowered it. Yeah. But like, you can hear it's almost like a, a shrillness in... In the the like the felbies where it's like yeah. you know shrieking. So you speaking to these DVD extras, I wanted to say like, you youngsters today with all your streaming, uh, you can't comprehend the DVD boom and what what that meant for home media. No, but also like I'm I, I'm do people do behind, like special? I That's love the commentaries. thing. Not as much. Like not as much. I don't know. I miss commentaries being all over the place. I think I, I think I, you I, actually Marvel have... never barely does any extras, and I would love commentaries on like actually I think and I, they do think Infinity War and Endgame got them, but it's not a normal. It's like they don't do it for their normal movies. I know Taika did one for Ragnarok. Uh, Ragnarok because okay. I've just seen clip. I, I've seen like subtitles of it because he's so hilarious. <laughs> like hey, um, man. what? Hey man, <laughs> he's so funny, but like. Um, I rented it. Thor got banned in Saudi Arabia because Korg is gay. Uh, well, like, I just, I, one, I like to roll my eyes. I'm two, I also think that, you know, I mean, like, the only reason I really, really wanted to see the Hunger Games, um, I think it was, like, Mockingjay. I can't remember exactly which one part it was. Part one or part two? Um, I think it was part one. The only reason I really wanted to see it in theaters was because I was living in China at the time it was banned. And so I was like, well... If I was at home... Because it was, like, anti-propaganda? They saw it as propaganda? Well, yeah, there's... I mean, like, there's a scene where Julianne Moore is, like, you know, we will not have people, like, you know, like, you know, the capital rules the provinces. And she's like, you know, we will not be ruled by other people. It was so awkward because I watched it in theaters when I went to vacation in Hong Kong. So it was actually, like, you could feel it in the theater. Everyone was, like, kind of, like... Because Hong Kong is being... 
that's happening to Hong Kong yeah. at the moment. Yeah. It, like it, it was it was a very uh, like yeah. unreal experience. Well, actually, I do want to bring up because when you got to remember, uh, especially if you you're too young to remember this. You These, youngins. You youngins. Fellowship Younglings. came out at a very strange time, two months after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some uh, people wanted the sequel's name changed. Yeah, they, there, was, there was consideration to change the Two Towers name, which thankfully didn't happen, because mm-hmm. um, I don't think that I was... I mean, luckily it wasn't called the Twin Towers. Like That would have been... Maybe yeah. that would... I could understand that. Yeah. But two Towers, it's, it's, it's just different enough. So it was kind of like a good time when people were looking... People were scared of terror attacks and that anthrax male scare, and it was... Mm-hmm. I remember I, I, was, I was not in a good state during that whole initial war on terror phase post 9-11 but uh people look it's kind of the same thing happened with the pandemic people look to escapism uh more than ever yeah and, and actually it has a beautiful like it really has like a, it had a timely kind of like a, message of hope to it yeah and, and it's fighting all about, for what's right it's literally about hope like the ring kind of represents like losing hope and like, corruption and corruption, temptation corruption like and, you know and and like you know how like Frodo and Sam like it's things start getting more intense with them like the longer Frodo's wearing the ring um, yeah he starts lashing out I feel like J.K. Rowling was a little influenced this with her writing about the Horcrux but I don't know maybe she wasn't but like because like you know like in Harry Potter when they were wearing the Horcrux around their neck like they couldn't feel happiness or whatever and when they were like lifted off then it was kind of like a curse removed yeah like just feeling like oh I was in a really bad mood because, like, I couldn't feel happiness for a second. And the Frodo gets more and more like that. And it's just like, you know, it was a lot of it was inspired by World War One, which uh, Tolkien, like, fought in. And one, like... And didn't they come out during World War Two or... The Hobbit was pre-war. It was, like, right around the start of World War Two. Um... Like, I'm gonna pull it up on my phone. One sec. It was in the '40s, but <laughs> I'm bad well, with like like actual timelines. But yeah, Tolkien fought in World War One, and what like what a war about like hopelessness, you know, like with with uh, you know like the, being in the trenches. Uh, like he he was in a writers group um, in Cambridge, and like oh my god, was it Cambridge or Oxford? And people will oh like the Lord of the Rings was the books weren't till the '50s. Um, Big gap. Uh-huh. I just know Hobbit was that because of the uh, of Bucky's quote. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Because huh? I read The Hobbit in 1939 when it came out. <laughs> you know, maybe World War Two was part of that. Uh, Pause. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. Or maybe he was writing about different stuff because I don't. I'm sure he wrote other nominal stuff that's just oh, not no, he, well he was writing about the Cimmerian stuff, but that also publishing wise, that might have like. Put a, put a pause on things like yeah. we gotta do some pro uh, you know, propaganda stuff. Blitz, like, yeah, <laughs> or if you're being if you're if you're scrambling to get soldiers and supplies. Yeah, if you're like in England, higher priorities being attacked by Germany. Like, oh, that's right. It's in England. It's not the U.S. Yeah, yeah, shit. <laughs> um, I do have two notes here about. Uh, oh no, actually, it is in England, and that's an important thing because in America we don't really have the relationship between Frodo and and Sam. It's like uh, uh, the relationship between like an officer and his Batman, like. Right. So in the U.S., it became, like, the biggest gay joke of the 2000s. Um, and even if, like, I could see that either way. But, like, it is a relationship that there's just, like, not an equivalent, that, like, at least language-wise, yeah. that we have in the States. Like this camaraderie. Yeah, like, a, a real camaraderie between, like, a, an officer and, like, like they're, like, serving, like, you know, like aide de comp or something like I don't know I I had like a really good rapport with my first boss not like well not like I was her Sam but like I could see how like 
a really good relationship like that could, you know, it's it's just it's very interesting because it could be such an important relationship, but it's one that we just don't really have like a word for, you know? Like, yeah. So one thing I was getting at when we talk about DVD stuff and that the period it came out, I got a looking back like the late '90s and early 2000s were like such a defining moment for Warner Brothers as a studio. Because mm-hmm. let's look at it. I think it's 1999. The Matrix comes out. Mm-hmm. We have a little gap, and then uh, I believe it's November 2001. Fellowship comes out. December 2001. First Harry Potter comes out. Mm. So it's just like right. all these tent poles just starting up at like. I mean, yeah, you can talk about the Matrix sequels, not not as successful as as those other two turned out, but like still nothing will beat the fact. But that, that the first Matrix one is has, the first one is going to be like remembered forever. Yeah, I mean, like I could, I, I think the Sixth Sense will be remembered forever in a, in a quieter way, but like good movie, very good movie, incredible. So, so it's unbreakable, movie. actually. I'm I'm in the camp that his first that is his first two big movies that Shyamalan's first two movies were both both really good, and then something happened. No, but also like the Sixth Sense was kind of like I think people now watch it. And they can guess the reveal, but well, it's, it's such a famous. I, I I had it spoiled before I even saw the movie. I had it spoiled, but the thing is, is like. But I still it, thought it was the right movie. But I had it spoiled, but back then it wasn't. I th- I think now people are more prepared, like because because Sixth Sense has entered pop culture, like stuff like that, that people are prepared for twist endings. But like I even had it spoiled for me by a classmate. I Same. saw it, and then I was like. Oh, she lied. No, he's he's alive. He's, he's talking to his wife. No, I was just like, oh no, he's, he's right there. I was like, he gets shot, and then I was like, oh no, she lied. Like, and <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I I honestly can't believe that I was like, I was just like, oh, pff, Monica was just trying to like mess with me. She, he's fine. Like, and I and I was shocked at the ending. I was like, what do you mean? Even though it's been spoiled for me. And like when I rewatch it, that scene is it Haley Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment. Sort of. He's like. I see dead people. Looks at Bruce Willis. Like they, they're walking around like regular. They people. don't know. Looks they're at dead. Bruce Willis. Yeah. They don't know they're dead. Looks at Bruce Willis. And I was like, and I'm watching it like, mm-hmm, yeah. What else? Like, and I was spoiled, and I still didn't get it. That's like, funny. That that's how much like we were not conditioned as so, an audience to expect. I have a that. few more notes about the release and production, and then I think we should dive into these movies themselves. So, I guess what <laughs> the, the contingent I talked about like it being crazy that they greenlit all three of these be filmed. There was. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Lost. Like. Lost was the the most expensive pilot greenlit. Oh, okay. They immediately fired the guy who greenlit it, and then it made ABC tons of money. Yeah, I hope that guy got reimbursed or something. I, I, Knowing I, business, probably not. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. But nope. no, they did have a contingency plan, which was if the first one, un- if Fellowship underwhelmed or flopped, because they didn't do all the post production at once, all the CG, oh, all they, the editing. They couldn't. They were. Li- it was almost like a TV. You know how like TVs go like week by week. Like, yeah, they were. They on, were, they were on, actually. They were on schedule. They were on a. They were. Crunching. They were crunching. They felt they thought Fellowship was hard. Then they thought Two Towers was even harder. Yep. Like yep. each time they were like, "Oh my god!" Because Fellowship is probably like the smallest in scale. I know. You look at where you, those battles go. But uh, one of the caveats they said was, "Okay, look, if Fellowship doesn't isn't a hit, we're going to slash the effects budget for the other two. So Gollum and this these RLs and stuff will not look as good. Oh man! And, and maybe in a, a parallel world, like if it does this bad, we'll just put it straight to video or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but." I, I would say I can't see a world where they just don't release it, but WB just canceled Batgirl, so who knows? That's the thing. It's like I, um, I always just um, I'm different, not, different leadership though. I'm not totally like um, clear on like following studios, kind of like following like sports teams. I'm like they make weird decisions. I, no, I'm just like I kind of like who's who. I, I just think of New Line Cinema. Is New Line Cinema like a? a portion of WB? They, they are, I don't even know if they're still their own company at this point, but yeah, yeah for a while they have been. Definitely when Lord of the Rings came out, they were owned by WB. Okay. Uh, I just, uh, like, because, you know, I, I don't think you see that 
that Logo? WB like doo, 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 doo. I don't think that that's the Final Fantasy victory music. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Damn it! What is that? You know, like uh, Scott Pilgrim has like a Nintendo Universal. Oh, is that? I'm, I'm thinking of Universal. Damn it. Do, do, okay. do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of like those trumpets. WB, I think back then had the. Do, 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 do. It was very peaceful. Okay, okay, okay. That, maybe that was just for video, though. I don't no, remember. No, you know, maybe that, that did happen before. Like, I do remember oh, that beautiful, like, once once the screen goes you black. Said this. And that New Line Cinema thing. But they're playing, like, they're playing it's, it's custom much, music. It's, it's, it's too much. Uh, my heart, uh, I can't. So <laughs> I want to talk about one of the impacts that this. One of the uh, filmmaking impacts it's had in the industry was a big advancements, and this has already started to become a big thing throughout the 90s, but, like, I feel like looking back, like, this was the part where we went, oh, we can make CG look really good. That's what so many directors have said. Cameron said it. I think Spielberg said it. Cameron, like, he was, he thought, okay, I can finally do Avatar when he saw Gollum. So many people saw right. Gollum, and that meant something. Like, yeah. they were like, okay, I can tell a story that... Like, and that happened because they were given the budget, because they yeah. the first one with it. What? That's why you don't really see Gollum in the first one. They were like, you can't he, make he that... He looks a little the, different. Well, he's in the shadows, too. You don't get to look at his face. Like his eyes and his yeah. hands, and, and, and even when you see him, he, he looks, looks different. different. Yeah, he doesn't look as good. And they were like, "You want to do a proper gollum? Make some money first. <laughs> um, also, like we have to, like we're still working on it. Like you know, the fellowship were like, you know, they were doing the music, and, but like while the fellowship was like coming out, they were still like, okay. I thought how... you were gonna say we got to give some credit to Andy Circus because we do. No, we do, but like they were still trying to figure it out. Like even if they had like wrote, like. Literally, like they would reshoot film, uh, reshoot scenes because they figured out a better way to do it. You know, like with Andy Circus, it was really I, I kind of felt bad for him when he started because one, he felt like his his performances weren't really like meaning anything because they would do like two takes, one with him in it, and like one without, and right, then yeah. one without, and the one without was going to be the one that was used to edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that they were just going to use the one with him, and he was just going to be more like of an inspiration thing. Like eventually, that they started using the thing that the actually tracks suit. his yeah, Ping pong but balls. like you know, they had to come up with all this stuff. Like I actually remember like a couple like some behind the scenes of them doing tests and, and just seeing if they could get like a person that like T-pose and then you know like I'm glad that you know what T-posing is that's a this animation thing <laughs> but they're like it was like that's them like they're like there's a person T-posing and like there's a person like sitting down like just seeing if like it was a stick figure you know and yeah. then it getting more a skeleton and more like yeah like um, I've, worked, I've done a little bit three miles you do start you typically start with the skeleton the armature they that, call it that like that um, governs the movement for everything and like puppet like that's how they did all the like the, the beasts like, like you know they have a cave troll like um, the, they would start with like the, you know they um, I forget the word I don't want to say like demonologist or something but you know they had like all the concept artists and some of them were like concept artists well like some of them were dedicated to like the creatures and like they had you know they also like yeah, studied some for like clothing some for environments it's, yeah like some, they specialize in yeah specific like stuff. I forget um, one guy specifically like he they he loved doing all the evil armor and then like um, a lot of I, like very iconic I, I still love Sauron's like helmet like how his face is totally obscure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, but it's just like it's like it's Darth very, Vader. It's a very, it's a very menacing. It's very like, satanic kind of like. It looks unearthly. Yeah, like other unnatural uh -huh. and, and just unfriendly. All um, the spikes. John Howell, I think that's the name. 
I think it's John Howell and Alan Lee. But oh, those two painters that yeah. they hired? John Howell's one of the, they have two main concept artists, and John Howell's, like, sort of the secondary one. But, oh, my God, it, like, it's ridiculous. He's he's actually, like, he owns his own medieval. That's <laughs> like, dedication. He owns his own medieval armor. So, like, he, he did a lot of the, like, he, um like, the elvish armor and, like, Gondorian armor and stuff. He, like, but he, they, oh, they I forgot, they hired, um, they hired, like, a smith in Wellington, but he was like an actual like medieval swords like swordsman. They and like and authentic. This, yeah, and they like they they're like okay, there's a guy who makes swords in Wellington. Let's hire him. Yeah, you should. And then like he and John Howard would be like out in the parking lot like fighting each other with swords in their like <laughs> medieval armor, and like I think um, Tanya, the wife of uh, uh, Richard Taylor, so she's like the uh, she's the other head of what a workshops like what a workshops is where all this stuff would be happening. They had CG. They do yeah. other stuff too. They've uh, they were the main guys for Avatar. Uh, I mm-hmm. think they've helped with some Marvel stuff. Uh, yeah, they're, they're they're prolific. Look them up. They, and this was like a huge. This like, was this made them. Th- yeah, no, like it had like just listening to the stories. Like they had to figure out like okay how how the hell are we gonna do this? The, so, the, but also just like her being like looking out the window and being like what the fu- why is our like main concept artist out there like swords fighting like you could hurt your fingers and she'd be like get like she's like that's a thing that animators do uh we talked about i me and ben reynolds talked about isaacan where which is an anime about girls making anime uh-huh. and one of them who d- does like the character animation takes out like a, a plastic sword and practices fighting st- poses with uh-huh. it to get a sense of the movement mm-hmm. yeah um that's that's true too no but that's just because they're so nerdy and they love medieval stuff oh, yeah well, that, i mean this show they're, they're john howe actually sounded really bitter because apparently it was like really hard for him to get his medieval weaponry through customs yeah i bet <laughs> and this is and this is pre-9-11 he's like so hey he's, man he's this is my morning star and i need it <laughs> this, is my, this is for work this is for this is research <laughs> no um, like literally the whole of new zealand honestly it was such a huge production <laughs> yeah i bet they've probably never seen anything on, this, on the scale for them uh, like it's so funny. And man, it's, it's lucky. That, I mean, they're lucky that so. I, from what I understand, Peter Jackson is like a genuine huge geek for this for those Shokun's work. So no, I'm, oh, that's like, why he did it. Like he didn't. He wasn't. It wasn't like, a contract thing. He was. He was the one wanting to make it. You know what? That's one of the reasons why it is actually good. You know what? Like there's passion to it. There's passion to it. That's what you need. And like, knowledge. D- um, Dennis Villeneuve, is that how you say? Yeah, it? the Dune guy. Same thing. He, he likes Dune, and and like the, the, sometimes I, I'll watch something and I'll be like. Why? Why did you have to make it suck? What, would it be I'd that hard? I'd get that person. Like, would it be that hard to do a good job? But, like, when you get somebody who really cares about what they're doing, like Edgar Wright, you can tell he cares. He cares like, about every one of his movies. Yeah, you know? And that's why it just, like, it makes it so like, much. Like, I, I haven't seen Last so Night so Soho, but I've heard I've heard mixed things, but none of them are saying, oh, it feels half-assed. I know, but, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, like... Michael Bay kind of shit. Oh, prime example. Him and Transformers, yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm getting heartburn thinking about it, just being, like, mad. But, like, but when you, uh, that, like, that, um, it's just, like, when you get somebody who really cares about it, like, like, you know, this is why I was really, like, a little betrayed with The Hobbit. Yeah. But, like, um, and it's a sore subject, and I don't want to go over it that much. We're going to. But, no. (laughs) But, like, that's why you're just, like, with Lord of the Rings, you're, like, oh, like, like this was a passion project for everyone. Like they they put so much, so like like the fact you know like there's just so, like I can't I can't really summarize how many hours of work went like so years of work years of work like. I mean, they started, like, making The Shire, like, over a year before the, like, filming. Yeah. You know, that's why, like, by the time 
filming happened, the the little road paths were kind of worn because the, like production had to use them to yep. bring in like, and they had to make sure that like, like the flowers were growing yep. and like you know like and that that was like like a bustling little city for at that that talk about detail and like and and the fabric like you know, it's so easy for things to look kind of cheap. I think something that's like um, kind of noticeable, like it. Um, it's not like really noticeable why it's kind of like you know CGI with like it's really hard to CGI a human because we're so good we're at not we're still not there yet yeah. I saw Rogue One we're just like we're really good at recognizing human faces it's the, it's the eyes well I mean it's just like it's one thing like one reason why there's so many like ghost stories about like you know like a tree that has like a spirit in it or something is because we see human faces yeah, in man the, the moon yeah like I mean if you, we can know over like 500 people and be able to differentiate them that means we're in like we're freakishly good at recognizing the human face and so like it's really hard to, to beat that with like like electron like or electronics or something but like there's something hard to capture but sometimes with movies they, they're like they're making a whole new world or whatever but I'm just like it looks a little new and it's kind of hard to put your eye like to just be like but you're like this looks like a movie set it looks new it looks very fresh you know oh it's too too clean yeah it's a little too clean yeah middle earth looks lived in it looks naturalistic and they worked on that like so so much went into that i i noticed it uh the mines in warrior when they're at the tomb and like gandalf prized that that tome from this dwarf skeleton and it's like it's dusty it's musty mm-hmm. it's old it's like uh, it's authentic. oh man like and it, oh, like i love everything like and um like uh, I think it was a uh, Bernard Hill who was a, the captain in Titanic. Um, oh. he, he's a um, not Aomer, uh, Theoden. Uh, right. He, yes. And he was saying like he was getting put into like his um, armor. Yeah, like his war armor, and he was given his shield, and he noticed that like inside his shield, that because um, horses are so important to the the life the like the culture of the Rohirrim because like they're they're kind of like Vikings the, the riders of Rohan they literally ride yeah and like that's like how like that you know they're so dependent on horses that they would kind of like not deify them but sort of like venerate them a little bit you know because they're such an important part of their culture yeah and he was putting on his his like shield and there was like a, an etching of like a horse just it, inside the shield and he was like no one's ever going to see this except me and he's like but it made me feel like more like a king when I put it on. It helped me get more in character. Yeah, and it's just like, and, and you know, smart move. And they have to, you kind of have to do things like that. You kind of can't cut corners, even though like it's inside his shield. But I don't know. Maybe when he's fighting like the Witch King and it gets knocked over, like maybe it's like maybe we would have seen like a perfectly clean plastic thing and it would have like taken you out for a second. You know, like I wouldn't have noticed. Uh, no, like I mean, if there's something that's like plastic and shiny. Oh, too like, perfect. Know. Yeah, that's yes. just like completely like unmarred. Cuz every like you you think you wouldn't notice, but all the other leather, like you know, all their armor, that has actually been purposely it's not weathered armor, down. armor, but you were showing me that video of the main costume lady talking about Saruman's robe mm-hmm. and how it shows it's starting to show signs of weathering and yeah, fading yeah. because she's, he's old, he's a veteran. She's like it wouldn't be new. She's like you can start to see where it's becoming a little threadbare. Like she has her dyes like to get an aged effect, not to just be like, "Hey, here's a beautiful like Mr. Clean, bright white Saruman who's yeah. like who's just like shining off like like he's too bright for the camera. Like they it's white, but they would just dye it again and again and again and again and that, that yeah, and it like weathers it. Also, uh Christopher Lee 
He, he it had, was his life ambition to be in a Lord of the Rings. Movie. Wait, really? Yeah, he, this was a dream come true for him. I didn't know that. He, he won. He's like fluent he, in black speech. I like he. And he, but he was a fan. He was a Tolkien fan. He was a huge Tolkien fan. Really good at the languages, you know. Good like, for him. He's also uh, like I, a I, World War. I, want, I, I feel like the MVP for me of these Middle Earth movies, like Ian McKellen, was born to be Gandalf. There's a great scene. I know you could extras. argue you could you could argue about Magneto, but for me, it's always going to be it's always going to be about Gandalf. Oh yeah, no, I mean like Gandalf is. I mean Magneto's great, but Gandalf is. Gandalf has such a presence Gandalf to him. Is Gandalf, he's a comic. and so much like just watching him in these movies, like the, it's the amount of acting he just does with his face alone. You, well, you should watch his masterclass on acting from the British show Extras. He explains how he did such an amazing job oh, as boy. Gandalf. It's oh boy! Amazing. I know. I know. Extras is like taking the piss out of all these actors. Yeah, so, so, like he's, so basically, he's and and you know what? It's so funny because Ian McKellen, the like. Um, for extras, they had like a little side interview. He's like, he's like, I never make mistakes. He's like, until today, because he kept laughing during the like while he was trying, because he was like, kind of talking to Ricky Gervais' character, and he's like, how do I act so well? And he's like, Peter Jackson comes to me and he says, I want you to play a wizard, and I say, you know. I am not a wizard. And, like, it goes on, and, like, and he explains how he'd be, like... Becomes a wizard. Yeah, but, like... It is nice, that video we watched again about the costume, where they weren't... They were, like, going through so many iterations of Gandalf's costume, and Mm -hmm. they weren't sure, even Kilton sure, and then the day that they had him come on and do it open, the moment they put on the hat, they were, like... It was like a light switch. Everybody was just like, oh my god, Gandalf's in the room. Yeah, she was like, even Ian McKellen had to... He was like, oh! I know, she was like... <laughs> she did a nice little impression of him where he looks at things and he's like, hmm. Like, you know, like... But there, there's a nice behind-the-scenes that, like, in his trailer where he was like... He's like, I'm in, like, stage three of getting into my costume. <laughs> yeah. What I was getting... I was just saying about Christopher Lee, I think part of it is... Because I'm not that familiar with his filmography outside of... Uh, of Lord of the Rings and unfortunately the prequels. Ian McKellen, so he's like, he's like, I have great respect for Chris Foley. I haven't seen all his films. I think he's done over two hundred. Like <laughs> he did a lot. Of, yeah, I'm sure. I think he did a lot of dramas. He actually was a pretty iconic Dracula. I think in the fifties uh-huh, and sixties. Uh-huh, so maybe uh-huh. I'll see those someday. But man, that dude's voice, like, what a one of a kind, like, authoritative voice. It's, like, it's, you would you would listen to you would take commands from that man. Not like like. You know, I, um, I feel like Saruman like Gandalf gets a could lot be like your war- Gandalf his- sounds like your warm grandfather type. Mm-hmm. Saruman sounds like yes, sir. I don't want to piss you off. Okay. I feel like he gets power from his voice. Like I thought it was pretty epic. I'm like, sure it was part of the reason they cast him. Um, I'm so glad that one he he deserves it, but also like he was so happy. Like, and there's a little part where like you know um like one one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all in the darkness, find them. them, and like in in the in the behind the scenes he's. Like he's like no, no like it's important that it's like one ring to rule and then he starts with like Ashnaskun Braguru like Ashna and he's like going yeah. to that I'm like okay okay Christopher I want to show you don't worry this is not a Peter Jackson early movie I want to show you another Bakshi clip have you ever seen what Starman was like in that version wait like you know what I thought was so great in the Fellowship of the Ring what? is like um all of it yeah true <laughs> like all of it and more like, I was just sitting there crying through the credits being like <laughs> that's what would happen if you marathon you just cry for nine hours. Uh, well, You'd yeah. be dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what was what was cool? Oh, um, so they were trying to go through like um, the like pass of Kilatras or something like that, and instead of going through the mines of Moria. Um, yes, where the, the the blizzard. Yeah, and like in Saruman's, S- Saruman's trying to just like sabotage them, like a little, you know. I'm just like. He, he has like FOMO, like feel like fear of being left out or something. Sarman, he's trying to ruin the party for everyone, and like so. Um, and then like 
you can hear like an echo of his voice and then like it hits the mountain and like that's when the snow falls on them yeah and i always totally believed that moment because like his voice has that like, carries that kind of power his voice could cause avalanches yeah no it's just like oh so, like it's, it, i love the the sound design was epic the way it kind of like echoed because like he's he's like um in isengard yeah he's on top of his tower yeah. arms spread wide like you noah hear or something kind of like being carried over through the wind and then you hear it like kind of like almost like a mat like in a way that it's like the magic is evoking this like yes. being, and then it sort of like smacks the mountain and it crashes down on them oh, oh my god and the the cast hated filming that they were burning it was like so hot it was fake snow like oh they were uh, all bundled up yeah and, and, sucks and, and they were like the snow would like get into your esophagus and, oh like, yeah they're covered in it yeah they had, they had, they had, and it's, yeah. it's like this weird uh, material yeah and they're like and, and they were <laughs> yeah they did not okay like I gotta it. ask you something mm -hmm. I know you like to take notes on like your hands and your palms sometimes so why do you have Spock written on, on oh my god because we were talking about the Hobbit earlier because are you aware of the Leonard Nimoy song yes <laughs> That's what I was going to show you. The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. We'll get, we'll get uh, we to it. We were talking about, like, The Hobbit. I just took Panos, like, Spark. Like, I haven't. I got Bilbo, like, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Baggins. Only three uh, feet what tall. The, oh, my God. The 70s. Was, was what Abraham were the Aston? 70s? Like, wait, let's bring that back. <laughs> okay, so can I show you how, how Saruman sounds in the Bakshi version? Okay. It's a less imposing voice. It's also, I don't even know if he says, this is definitely a quote from the book. But where he says something like, instead of this Saruman, you have a Saruman of many colors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, um... I don't know if Christopher Lee says that. No, they, they were like, it would sound silly. <laughs> okay, well, this is like, well, let's make, he'll say it silly. That, I remember that was something it'll they changed. Sound, it'll sound silly. So, here's... So, this high-pitched voice. I do like the backgrounds again. Okay, so for those who, are, who can't see it, he looked like he's flashing Gandalf. Like he raises his arms in his robe, and like this live-action lens flare shot out of his crotch and across the screen. It's 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 a weird movie, man. I, I and this is all all Lord of the Rings fans had for like thirty years. I remember, I remember hearing about that because they were like, we decided we were not going to do Sauron in many colors. You, okay, one uh, the last thing I'm going to say about this Backstreet version, then we can leave it behind. Uh, Peter Jackson actually did yeah, acknowledge no. it as as helping him build his interest in Lord of the Rings. They, and they, they weren't were, shitting on it. Like you no, know. he I, I read he's like it kind of meanders a bit in the second half but they did some cool stuff there were mm -hmm. some cool ideas they, and he actually lifted two shots from it for yeah. fellowship one is the proud feet with the feet up on the yeah, table mm -hmm. and then the whole scene of the hobbits hiding under that stump yeah, yeah. in the ring race that's not in the book yeah. but that was Bakshi and they were like that's cool let's do it yeah no exactly like they, they were fans like, like I think they did a great job uh, with like with what um People had already contributed, like, concept yes. artists. Yes. Basically, Bakshi walks so Jackson could run, <laughs> and even though that movie's not my thing, I respect it for helping pave the way. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, it, it, everyone considered it unfilmable, and, like, um, and, and so, like, even trying I've to... actually read, I think at one point they considered, like, Kubrick was considering doing it, and he wanted the Beatles to play the Hobbits. Have you heard about this? Uh... <laughs> you just, what, you just... Lock froze. I, I just, my mind, I just 
my four one. I'm restarting. Yeah. Like uh, the, I mean that, there's a little like Windows noise. That like, gives me that off. gives me vibes of when George Lucas allegedly shot in sync as some Jedi in the prequels because his daughter liked them. Okay, like I respect Kubrick, but now I don't know what to think. Like now I don't know. Where I'm gonna look up on my phone to make sure it was Kubrick. It was, uh, there was definitely a Beatles consideration, and I'm, but I'm wondering if that was why? just another of like because it went through. They they tried like even before Bakshi, and I think in between him and and uh, Jackson to I'm, do. Uh, Honestly, I look like someone just removed like the piece okay, of I'm software sorry. in my brain that. The, I think the Beatles thing is is the Beatles is a separate attempt from Cuba. Okay, because because uh, uh, like uh, as you were looking it up, I just I I've just yeah. been sitting here with my mouth. Because you're a Kubrick fan. <laughs> I, I'm, but I'm like Space Odyssey. Like what you're. An idiot. Okay, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> he, was not, he was not. He was not an idiot. <laughs> like, I'm like, what do you? I was like, is my whole life a lie? Is, is Space Odyssey like not deep? Is it just bullshit? <laughs> so one last thing I'll say about Christopher Lee. Maybe you know this quote, but I was, I was, I saw this the other day. Uh, I guess for the filming the death scene, you have to watch the extended versions to see. Otherwise, he just dies in oh, three that, movies. Oh, that that very. I was like, oh, Peter Jackson being Peter Jackson. <laughs> Stop uh, with your B horror crap. <laughs> when Peter Jackson tried to coach Christopher Lee on making a good, I told you this. dying sound. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say it for the, for the audience. Uh, Lee said to him, "Have you ever have you ever slit the throat of a man from behind? Because I have. I know the sound Wait, it makes." I, oh, okay, that is not what Peter Jackson said. On the commentaries, and I'm glad he made it a little less vague. He like he, he was vaguer about it because like um, like Christopher Lee was like doing some like he was, he was a war seven Bond. Yeah, shit. He, he was a spy or yeah, like, yeah, some he was wartime. Yeah, he did some shit. He was definitely like some sort of like secret like ops kind of thing. And Peter Jackson was saying, I, you know, I was. Going to direct Chris, like uh, Christopher Lee, in this like, um, in this like scene, and then he starts talking to me about like, do you know like this kind of sound like a a, a human being makes when like they're stabbed in the back, and starts getting specifics, and I was like, oh, oh okay, you know what? Less I know, the better. You just do what you do. Like, yep. <laughs> he's like, you do you, man. Like, uh, like <laughs> he's just like, all right, I'm just gonna stand back here and behind my little console and just say like action and cut. Okay, so here's something that we. Like I know, obviously this this this. And this. then wait, Christopher Lee goes on like he's like talking to the cameras. He's like, people think it's an ah, oh, it's not. It's like people think it's an ah. Oh, he, he's like, it's like a release of air. It's a. I, I want to like, do Christopher Lee impressions for fun. Cause <laughs> I, I can't get as deep as him, but uh, but I the, know, the manner is the, the mannerism the mannerisms. <laughs> um, no, here's something I want to ask you because like look, let's make it very clear. This I mean this trilogy means a lot to me. It's I think it's one of the best film trilogies ever. Um, but this is like your favorite, your favorite films. This is this. That's not bad. That's not good grammar. It might be These my favorite, favorite thing. This is your favorite. Like so, I just got to ask, it like, what like... was the process like when this was coming out? Were you excited for the lead up to Fellowship, or were you caught off guard? I was caught off guard. Uh, I think did Harry Potter. I can't remember if Harry Potter came out. The, like, it, Harry Potter came out a month later. The the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. Okay. Okay, but I, I saw, talking about, like, I saw Harry Potter first because I wanted to finish. I, I was, like, trying to finish The Fellowship of the Ring. That was never going to happen. No. Nope. Like, eventually I saw another commercial, and I was like, all right, fuck this. I, I finished. I'd like ask, do you, what do you think of the, of the Lord of the Rings books? Um, Is it I, like me where they're yeah, just they're yeah. just too long? Yeah, yeah. I really like The Hobbit. Um, I kept getting, like, it was kind of, I think there's, like, um, I mean, so many people. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, all, even, like, 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 um, 
like super diehard Tolkien fans will be like, okay, look, nobody would structure a book like this. There's there's parts where there's no rising action. There's there's Is this like the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Okay. They're like nobody would do this. Like so nowadays this book would never get published. Right. Like there's they're like the Council of Elrond goes on for like seventy pages yep. and just people talking and they're okay. like it does not go on for seventy minutes in the movie. <laughs> I know. The, oh my god. They were like, how are we going? To, they were so they cut were it like, down. Yeah. Like I mean, Philip Voynes, Fran Walsh, they like went. They would they would like go into a hotel room and just try and like. Just whittle it down. Just like yeah, like get like mash out these pages, and it would just get like better and better and better with each script. Like, <laughs> but like, they were like, yeah, it's kind of a nightmare also to try and think of adapt. It's very, I mean, it's awesome though. Like, it, I think something that people really appreciate is like the the world building. Yeah. Um, and that's where it really came from. Is is he kind of wanted, uh, you know, like, um, Elvish sounds a lot like, um. Like, did he actually create the lang- a language? L language. He created. Oh, he did so. Jesus. I mean, he created like. I didn't know how much of it was authentic. Uh, no, he created uh, Quenya Sindari, and he created like di- different dialects of them. Like. Um, I wonder how much of like his. He created much, black speech. He created like so much. Sorry. What I wonder saying? how much of like his like he daydreamed in this world. Like how much it meant to him. Because I'm like that with my thing spacious. Yeah. I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if like there are creators that have this one particular passion project of theirs and his was clearly Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth. Yeah, no, no, I think he, he really liked this mythology. Um, the languages are actually what came to him first before the, oh. before like, the story? Before Sauron, before anything. Like he, uh, he, he was a linguist like, um, like, you know, he, like he, he would read like Beowulf in like old whatever like in old English like he, he like he knew old English like um a lot of of like the the human stuff like especially Rohan is like um Eo I think is old English for horse so Eomir Eowyn like all these huh. names they have like the, it's like somebody who's known for their love of horses or somebody who's known for like being like a really good horse rider like it's old English for that you know like um also my dad says hi Oh, okay. I say hi to your dad. Um, like, uh, like, but um, Elvish languages are kind of close to like Scandinavian languages, which is why I think Vigo sounds the best. And I can't even like. I love. I, I love like repeating myself some some Elvish lines, but Vigo is so smooth with it. That for, re- for reference, Vigo Mortensen, Aragorn. Oh yeah, Vig, my boy. Like, <laughs> like um, he's like uh, Danish. Like he speaks Danish, Spanish, and English, and I think because he speaks Danish, he has a very European sounding name. Yeah, yeah, Vigo. I know. Like, um, but he was like he he was like by far the best at Elvish. But like, I think it's because it was like kind of inspired by like um, Scandinavian languages. But like uh, like uh, Tolkien would he was just kind of like um, he, he he was like kind of like the alphabet is so beautiful and it's really complicated and it was like funny to hear like Orlando Bloom talking about it. He's like Elvish is a beautiful language it is not easy to yeah. speak like, see this is why i wanted me on this episode because i don't have a fraction of the knowledge <laughs> like about this, this like process i always wanted to just like kind of go back in time and 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 coach orlando bloom a little bit better on a, a, a line delivery he has in elvish where he's like knock a dock a fire and i'm like okay you're starting that's that's clearly like you can tell when there's an english person 
make like speaking gibberish and I'd just be like put the emphasis somewhere else put like say like Nadakathayar that would sound so what much was, better who was what's the name of that uh, Oblivion character you just showed me uh, Glarthir you will not help me <laughs> he's hilarious that's that's funny <laughs> and then you can watch Rick for reference. You can follow this guy, and like there's an optional quest where he'll just go kill people, and I it's, love it's, it's incredible. And there's so many different, and like it's so funny to want like you're, if talk to his brother right after he fights, and he's so calm. Like, oh, have you met my brother? I was watching like somebody do a let's play, and they were genuinely like. Oh no, Glarthir, no! Like, <laughs> don't do that. They were like, oh, oh god. The one you were showing me, I said, oh no, and then the commentator really went, oh no. I know, he's like, oh no, wait, this doesn't sound right. Glarthir, are you going to get an axe? Like, don't do yes. it. Like, this isn't the Elder Scrolls podcast. That was last time. Um, but I did want to ask, so, like, I want to ask you, like, what was the experience like when you first saw Fellowship? I, and I, I was like, a little, I was, I was so young that I was like, I was very immersed in Harry Potter. Sure. And I was like, this is just someone trying to rip off Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> 70 years old. Yeah, I was very young. And then I was like, okay, fine. Maybe it's not the author, it. but it's the studios. And I didn't realize like the studios were making the Lord of the Rings like way before they were thinking like they they were thinking about making a Harry Potter movie. Before Harry Potter started. I, I know because like I mean the movies like they filmed them like the filming took place like so like it, it, like, like a whole year, right? Yeah, like, I mean, like, fans, like, for the fans of the books, like, they were actually watching it, and they were getting, like, occasional pictures, and they they actually changed some stuff. Like, uh, Arwen was originally supposed to be in Helm's Deep. I'm, I'm glad they changed that. Um, but, man, fans reacted badly to images of her. In Hel- they're like, what the, f-? you know, they're like. Like, in general? Not of not at, at Arwen, but the idea of Arwen being at Helm's Deep. Oh, because it wasn't faithful. Like, I mean, she's like, she's like, she has like, Two lines. And isn't, like, Eow- isn't Eowyn there anyway? Um, Eowyn is there. She's in the cave. I don't remember. She's in the cave. They did actually have a scene. Yeah, she she suits up in the next movie. Um, yeah, yeah, she did. Like you know, and I'm glad she took Mary with her. Um, oh, that was sweet when she was like, you know, be brave, Mary, like for our friends. Oh my God, I don't get what I can do. <laughs> Jesus. That's all, folks. She's too overwhelmed. <laughs> and, you know, Bernard Hill, his like, um, oh my God. Right, no, I'm getting emotional. Do <laughs> you need a minute? No. You don't need a minute, but you're sobbing. I was like, okay, I was going to say Bernard Hill. Like, like, um, he was actually, like, revving up the stuntmen and the actors. Like, with his... He was like, you know, I wanted to act... Like, what I'm supposed to be like, okay, like, we're... Things don't look great. It doesn't look like we're going to survive this. But we have, we have to, like, go do the right thing. And, and he has like that speech to him, but like the going down the line and like knocking their swords with his sword—that yeah. was Bernard's idea. Um, and but like, and this is only you know, one. This is only possible by the fact that by now they've been going through months and months of like horse ride training and stuff. And also, the horses themselves have to be trained in order to like, like like a war horse to not freak out under these circumstances. Because yeah. if you just took a horse and suddenly put them in these circumstances where there's a million other horses, there's like extras and bunch of monsters yeah uh, there's like loud noises and all this stuff going on like they would freak out um you know so like like there's so much work went into this but like they were saying how like he's a stuntman we're, we're getting like listening to bernard hill you know saying like chanting like death like we're going to like this is the uh, in return of the king that they were getting like they were like fired up and they were for like, real. And <laughs> I think I can't remember which director it was it wasn't Peter Jackson. I think it was one of the directors who normally does like battles and like charge scenes. Yeah. And he was like, 
I saw them getting revved up, and I was like, Jesus, they're gonna, like, they're just gonna fucking charge, and I'm actually worried, like, they're gonna charge, I'm gonna be like, remember, this is play, like, don't go slow, like, you gotta be careful. (laughs) But, um, but, but, so when you, you wait, I have to, I have to say why I was so emotional, because, like, how I was saying, like, um, Lord of the Rings is, like, you know, it came out, like, after 9-11, and part of it is, like, it's about hope, like, <laughs> but like you know, it's ba- partially based off of Tolkien's. Like, I mean, recently I watched like 1917, World War One. Oh, good just, movie! Man, trench warfare. Awful. Just, yeah, like it's one of the reasons why he hated industrialization, which is uh, like encapsulated in Isengard. Um, you know, like tearing down the trees, um, like t- to make weapons for war and stuff. Yeah, there's definitely an anti. There's a there's a pro environmentalist yeah with yeah. the ants. I mean he he always thought like Tolkien actually misread Shakespeare for a second and he thought he was like it said like the forests of of something were like coming. I can't if this was Hamlet. I'm not a Shakespeare not person, either. but it said something about how like the forests were coming and he was like uh, Tolkien was like hell yeah you see and then it realized it was like people wearing like like trees branches to disguise himself and he was like what a letdown that's why he made the ends like, he was like he was that was like, his Ralph Boner he, that really was he was like wow Shakespeare you failed me like I thought the forest was coming to kick ass and I was here for it like hey, Cleo. <laughs> But um, so but, 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 but yeah, like, see, first seeing this. No, but like World War One. Think about like how hopeless that is. Yeah, and and like um, a Tolkien expert was like, uh, sort of talking about how the whole message behind you know one of the reasons why even though it is structured so strangely, um, but one reason why it really stays with people is because it is a good story and the story's about hope and like it, you know and some people are like the the enemy is too it's not an enemy like it's not like a character it, it's it's too conceptual you, like and, and it's like that well like the point isn't about it's not like kill bill where you know there's like bill is the target yeah you know? that's very true. like you know this is about like it's almost like fear. The enemy is like fear itself. Well, that's kind of. something you know. Something you you talk about that. That's something that I used to criticize the movies for. I was like, Sauron isn't really a cohesive, like a solid character. He's not. He's a force. It's more and like. I, but then I'm like, you talk about this. I'm like, I think maybe that's the point. Yeah, because it's more about like. Oh, like this guy is just like evil incarnate. No, the you're real not enemy to, is like fear itself. And uh, people giving up. Yeah, giving up, and I'm like. Um, like you look at Denethor, who's just a spineless. Yeah, exactly. Denethor like, and Theoden are meant as foils to each other. Yeah, and like, Theoden takes one thing out of Wormtongue, he mans up. Yeah, well, I mean, he 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 was. A By little, the way, do you know who the actor of Wormtongue is? Of, of Denethor, of no Wormtongue. Um, that guy, I know his name. Brad oh. Dorif. Yeah, Brad Dorif. Chucky from Child's Play. I don't know that. The killer doll. Oh. Well, anyway. I, I mean, I know who that is. I, I just I, whenever I see Brad Dorif, I'm like. Yeah. Uh, they had, and poor Brad Dorf, they had to shave his eyebrows. And, like, um, he's also... He got paid. Like, he, uh, he's, like, a kind of a method actor or whatever, but he's, like, he decided to not go back into his Native American accent while he was, like... The I, can, whole, I can understand that. Yeah, because I think, Keep like... practicing. Yeah, like, I think when you, like, get out of it, that's when, like... It's it tough you, to go you, back in. Exactly. Yeah, but sense. then, like... So, like, Bernard Hill had never heard him speak in an American accent until, and like, until, like, it was his last day. So he thought he was... And then when he was, like, heard it, he was like, ugh! <laughs> and, he was like, <laughs> and he was like, what the hell is that? And he's like, and he sounded like, he's like, he's doing the worst fake American accent. Oh, he like, thought he was faking it? Yeah, he was just like, uh, like, it's so funny, he's like, 
Bernard thought my accent was fake. Like, it's like so different from where I'm talking. I, I've heard people make comparisons to Brad Dourif and Jack Nicholson. Uh, um, Bernard thought it was fake. You know, how is that Chuck? Maybe Chucky. Maybe Chucky's going for a Chucky. Okay. Okay. But, um, Wait, no, but like, so like Denethor and Theoden, their foils, like Denethor, he, he, he's faced with hopelessness, like like you would be if you were in fighting in World War One or something. And he just like collapses inward, basically. Yeah, and um, and it, it, it it's sad. He he collapses inward. Theoden, he was going to collapse inward, but he did have some help. Like one, he fought, but also two, he had Gandalf was able to help. Gandalf him. came and said, "Snap out of it." And with I do love that with uh, Denethor, Gandalf was like, "Fuck it," and just knocked him out. <laughs> I mean, he was just like, flee, flee for your life. I was like, uh, for me, I was like, somebody like knock this dude out. I was he like, did. I know. I was just like, I'm just remembering. Actually, do you remember when we saw Return of the King with a live orchestra at mm-hmm. Wolf Trap? Wasn't that awesome? That was, that, that, that was an audience cheer moment when. Oh my god! I just I always joked about that moment with my friends. He's, he's just like, my son is dead, and I'm, they're like, he's moving, and he's like, he's so no, dead. No, he's, he's like dead. hacking him. <laughs> It's like it's like Holy Grail. I'm not quite dead. I know. I was like, I was like, what is wrong with you, bro? But they didn't like his speech to his soldiers. What he's saying when he's saying death, he's he's saying like, you know, we're not going to make it. But like, th- that that's not the point. The point is to like, even if it's hopeless, like not to give up. You know, like yeah. <laughs> it's <not> emotional. <laughs> yeah. So it was like a good good timing on these come out as like kind of a help heal and, and give you some resilience. <laughs> oh, I know, like... I I don't know what the pandemic equivalent is. I will say the most, I think the, the most important movie to me of the pandemic is No Way Home. <laughs> that, you, you were with me. You, you talked about, No, like, that was special. That was that really was, special. That was... Maybe not about hope, but it was about, like, celebrating something and that, being that, happy yeah, about something. That was about, you know, like, we're joking about, like, young, youngings and us feeling old, but that was, like, a great... That was a universal moment, because, like... No, I mean, I think that was a great general... Gener- I think we were the perfect generation yes, for Yes, we, we were familiar with... I was familiar with all three. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, but, like, we were familiar with all three, but also, like, meant a lot. You know, like, I mean, like, uh, like I'm trying to remember... Uh, no, X Men was the first like superhero movie I saw. Yeah, then Spider Man came like a year two later. Yeah, and then Spider Man, but I just like I'm like this, this means a lot to me, man. This is, like I like, I can't handle this. Like this. Is, like, so okay, so you're uh, let's let's go back. So you're watching Fellowship for the first time, and so like let's say like what was a moment where something where it really hit you how special this was, or like how did you feel when it was over? Or, um, like, I do feel like uh, people talk about they say like in Star Wars when the in the, like A New Hope like when the starship destroyer just. <laughs> at the beginning, that, yeah. that lower shot, that shot below Like, it. it comes out of, oh my god, I don't want to... haven't really seen anything like that I don't want to do the geek sin of mixing up, like, uh, of, what is it, warp speed and light speed? Like, shit. Oh, warp drive? I think it's light speed. Warp, I think it's warp, warp in nine, Star Trek, warp drive. right? It's, it's something. I'm not, I, I, I'm a very novice at Star Trek. No, but like Star Wars, what is it in Star Wars? Light speed. Light speed. Okay, thank God. Okay, yeah, warp. Uh, yeah, okay. So it's light speed. It comes out of light speed, and it's just boom. It's there. And like normally, ships had just been filmed like a, a static object in front of a background. Yeah. And so like for audiences, I think people were like like kind of shook back almost. Yeah. Like like that was that was like an. Image. I was gonna say I did have a moment with that when Fellowship starts and you get that flashback battle. Oh, you're cheering up just by me saying that, like, because that's, that's the my, scale that, well, that, and the effects. Well, that's why I'm saying, like, I'm like, I, I didn't go through that Star, Star Trek thing. I wasn't born in the '70s, um, but I remember I was. I, I remember being a little like I was. I don't know. I was like 12 or something. I was in the audience. I was. I was 14. Um, so maybe you were. 
You were 14. I was 2000, like, wait, 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 you were no, born. No, no, no. I was definitely like eighth grade. Well, I don't know. Okay, you don't so know what year you were born? <laughs> but, no, wait, no, like, like, because my, I, I, de- yeah, no. Fellowship came out when I was in eighth grade. That's why I was allowed to see it uh, more than a normal person would see. Sure. I did see Fellowship of the Ring 11 times in theaters, 33 hours. So it's a little, I'm, I'm a little proud of it. I saw the other two less because I was in high school by that point and I had a little less free time. Busy. Um, but so, like, like I remember, like, that um, – Kate Blanchett's beautiful voice is like you yeah. know, like narrating. The world is changing. One the the just the beginning lines like when the whole theater is in darkness was awesome. But then like when it goes to the battle like um like the last alliance of like men and elves and they're on like the fields of Pelennor like which becomes like the dead marshes and like and it's the fight with Sauron. Um and and if, also you'll notice that the elves like armor there is is different it's supposed to be more springtime and they're supposed to be more it's a different time yeah. period too yeah because this was a lot like i don't know like 2000 elves like, live yeah. really long oh yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah elrond's there and you don't like, kind of you kind of forget until he reminds you later um but when it like it's it's showing that battle and it does this camera movement where it goes over the battling like like orcs and elves and men fighting and it sweeps down a mountain and this is you know this is a fake there isn't a mount doom and like you know like this is a virtual environment with like and with but you get into it but that that uh, it was like a helicopter drop or something and i was just like and i I was like whoa whoa whoa." yeah that's one of my favorite things about 3d uh environments is the camera you can do you can do I, i always think about also like the underground like Saruman's and the orcs like caves and mills where they're breeding the orokai. Well, like that drop from I like yeah. all the way down that yeah. tower. Fuck, I was oh, damn. That was the fuck that like like fire. That was all fire. <laughs> Not doom fire. Um, I but so that was a moment. Then like I want. I just, okay, last question about this. So how did you feel when you got the end of fellowship and credits? Like what were you feeling? Mm, <laughs> a lot of emotions. Like you know what? It was really special because like. What I really needed, like poor Elijah with his beautiful big blue eyes, he's holding the ring, um, and I was really glad that Boromir redeemed himself. Yes. Um, and like went out like a champ. Yeah, and and Frodo, you know, he doesn't really know what to do at this point. They're like, how are you supposed to kind of go on alone? And and, and, and then Sam shows up. Well, well, how are you supposed to go on alone? And and how are you supposed to like. Like you know, find the that energy and the will within yourself, and he and he recalls like, you know, like, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish that none and of this Gandalf's had ever happened. And I was like already teary. What you I choose to Gandalf. do in the moment, like people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like then I heard Gandalf's beautiful voice, and I was like, <gasps> because you know I'd missed him by this point, and like yeah, because we thought we both thought he was dead. So I know. I, I mean, and he hadn't been around, and like and then his soothing voice comes back, and it's so beautiful because. When they originally show that scene, it's just filmed normally. He, he and and um, Frodo talking, but the shot that you see of him—it's like heavenly uh, illuminated. It's like heavenly illuminated. I emphasize that. Well <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, God, no. um, Yeah, me, I, 
It's like, I, no, but also when he says he's like, so do all f- who wish to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All you have to decide is what to do with the time yeah. it's given to you. Me, I can't compare because these are not my favorite piece of media of all time. I do, I do love them. But uh, I will say I was totally kind of caught off, caught by surprise. Like, I was not swept up in the hype because I, again, I think I had, I remember my trying to read the books and I was like, this is different from The Hobbit. It's not going to be that. But, and yeah, it wasn't that, but it was in a lot of ways better. Um, and I, I'll say something that I didn't count on. Uh, I, I mean, I was only fourteen at the time. I didn't expect Fellowship to scare the shit out of me at several points. Oh my God. It's an intense I movie. The chair in front of me with the the jump, you know, the Bilbo. little jump. <laughs> okay, so I have three notes. One and, and two of them still creep me out. Um, when you see the ring raised real face, <laughs> sorry, when just... when Frodo puts on the ring, the ring you see like their mummified oh, yeah, faces. They're... They look like alien and distorted. And I was like, this is freaking me out, man. <laughs> That, they were already great. creepy. This is this has been much. Um, and then also, because again, it caught me off guard. Uh, Galadriel's ring tests were like she she freaks out about like what would happen. Like you would have a queen, <laughs> and like her, like these distorted things to her voice. She's like these glowing it, blue. I was like, what the fuck? She recorded that by saying that speech pretty fast, and then they slowed it down. Yeah, because her voice gets deeper. And yeah, I'm like, so she was like. Like, in place of a dark lord, you would have a queen. She, like, she goes from zero to a hundred. I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah, but I, like, they showed, like, in the in the behind the scenes, because they show you everything in the behind the scenes. I didn't see like, that. They, they'll, they'll show you the, the original recording, and she's just saying it really fast. And you would have a queen. She's like, you would have a queen. And, you know, like, I didn't, uh, that effect didn't do it for me. The negative, like, making it kind of sure. like a film negative. I okay. was like, I think you could have found but, another creative way but, to do it. Bilbo jump scare that got oh everyone. my god I kicked the chair because it comes out of nowhere I know it's like I mean here in Rivendell solemn scene you're everything's like, chill you're like you're in Bilbo's happy just place. kindly like can I see it one more you're time you're in a happy beautiful like safe lovely place that is like so nice yeah and Frodo looks a little like no yeah and you think he's gonna be maybe a little upset and, and it's like ah! <laughs> and the thing is is like the way his face distorts they perfectly like they I mean like opposite of the Hobbit they perfectly know when to use CGI. They just know when to do a little, like, you know, I'm just gonna fuck with it just yeah, a little you, bit. Yeah, it wouldn't look as scary if it was just Ian Holm being mad. Yeah, no, like, the, and, and the, the and fact that it's unnatural. It's unnatural, but it's also not like he turned into a cartoon. Which like, I remember they, reading they about, perfectly combined. I remember reading about how that scene played out in the book, and it, it was a hard, I think it was a hard scene to translate, because it just said something like, he put the, for a second, like, a shadow dropped, and he didn't think he saw people, he saw a spidery, angry little creature, and mm-hmm. it's like, you can't have him physically just turn into a monster for five seconds. You well, gotta, you kinda do, you, they, but kinda I had a full body. <laughs> yeah. and, like, the fact, you can buy that the rings had enough of an effect on him yeah. when he was already calling his precious and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, like, and actually, I do think this is something the Hobbit enhances. Uh, you, you feel it makes you feel so sad for Bilbo and seeing what's become of him, and then immediately he's remorseful. And it, you know, I'm sorry for everything. And you're just like, oh my god, Bilbo, I want to give him a hug. I know, oh, I know. poor old man. I know, I know. Like, I, I, did, I do feel like again. I'd also rest in peace, Ian Holm, another oh, great, yeah. great small part, but man, just brings so much character to it. Yeah, like, um, and <laughs> that I think, I think the whole audience the first time was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was just like, yeah. <laughs> I the, feel like the other two have scary I, honestly, stuff. Honestly, I feel but, like good for like an, a well earned jump scare. You know, it's like sometimes they're cheapest, and you're like, oh fuck you. But that one's effective because they play into the emotion of it. Like, yeah, no, no, and it's and it's not. It's Bilbo's not pointless. immediately horrified by what he just did. It's not pointless. You know, some like Stranger Things. That sometimes it has good jump scares. Sometimes you're just like, oh go fuck yourself. Like you know, like you just you just did that to scare me. But like that was for me. I always think you know. of because it's a movie that that is not rely on jump scares. The first, the original Spider Man, where Norman Osborn wakes up from his first 
first like rampage. He's walking through his living room, and you just hear like, and the image of the mask flash fills up the screen for a second. I was like, why did you? D- I know you're a horror director, Sam Raimi, but that's not. I think I liked that. It's not that kind of movie. I kind of liked it. I, I liked the the horror of the go- like of it taking over him. That you want to talk horror in Spider-Man 2, the hospital scene where the tentacles mask all the doctors. That was a little, like, kind of reminded me of Independence Day. Like, no, it reminded me of Evil Dead. Well, like, watching it. Like, oh, oh, the alien set. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, poor Data. Data got shoved against the... Yeah. <laughs> like, Release me. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, um, but back to... back to So... Um, of, like... Um, but, oh, man. The, it was just, like... It was just perfect the right amount of, like... Like, 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 well done. Well, I like honestly, like that was like. like and I will say, yeah, two mo- two things. I feel like Two Towers was lighter on the scares compared to the others. It was, it, oh God, man. Those sh- I, honestly, I was like, okay, you know, y- you need rules to to run a society. I don't want to be like we live in a society, but like you know, I don't want to go there. But like, I was just like, really, you're gonna put a helmet on. On like a nine year old boy who can't even see out of that helmet. Well, that's sad. Instead of Eowyn, like, like yeah, that's, that's old timey sexism for I, you. I was just like, bad boy. <laughs> the helmet is over his tiny baby He's eyes. He's gonna fuck things up. <laughs> like when I, I just I remember the audience being like, like what the hell am I seeing when they like because those were some pretty shocking like visuals. Uh, like yeah. Putting <laughs> like in the Oh my god. Um, but I will say two things in in Return of the King. Uh, Wait, are you just skipping over two towers? You don't think I'm? We're going. We're going back and forth. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. But because there's, there's there's other stuff to talk about. Two I'm, towers I'm, is actually my favorite. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, I think I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure what I think. Fellowship might be my favorite rewatch. Two now. towers is is not most people's favorite. People. No, I think it's my least favorite. Even yeah, though I still like it. I, I freaking. Mm, They're is. all good. You I'm know just... what though? I don't like endings. Like I don't. I try to stay as far away as I can from endings. We'll get to that. But um, <laughs> no, Return of the King had. I know the obvious one, but like for me, something that always stuck with me is you get Smeagol's origin story, and you get like that halfway point between him and Gollum, where he's deformed, and it's yeah. his real makeup, and mm-hmm. but it looks uh, so. You know un- what though? I could have done with I could have done without that fish. It's him eating. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> what the? Fuck? And it's not as gross, but then you get get a Denethor like chomping on the grapes and the meat and stuff. Okay, that I kind of that was adding to my anxiety because I was already feeling anxiety for yeah, Armir yeah. on the battlefield and the song. And man, Billy Boyd, go off! Like they actually got him back to sing the last credit song for uh, Battle of the Five Armies. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It's I did. I mean, I, I love them. I, oh my god, like I'm, I, I love them so much. The the cast, they're they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, we haven't really <laughs> talked about the Hobbits, but for me, like the other MVP of this trilogy, and like I consider the real hero is Sam. You look at like oh, how definitely. much he saves Frodo from this stuff in the last movies. I'm like, this would have gone south if he wasn't if he didn't keep his promise to keep an eye on him and mm-hmm. and just be this good this like moral compass. Yeah, no, Sam. Oh, Sam. And Sean Ashton has such a warmth to him. I know, and honestly, like I'm saying, oh Sam, kind of like Frodo says, like oh Sam. Oh, Sam. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, I remember <laughs> the Fellowship of the Ring. It was Sam going in the water. Me, literally in the theater, I just like my arms went out. I was like, Are you, is he gonna die? Like oh, I was no, like, no. why it, would he die from? Walking in the water. Frodo's just like, oh well. Frodo's like, just keeps going. What is it doing? And actually, it's something that I think might have been like an intentional like fake out in uh, Two Towers when they're in that swamp with the corpses and Frodo falls in. Mm-hmm. You keep thinking Sam's going to rescue him. Sam's going to rescue him, and it's Gollum. Yeah, I know. And then it's actually because Gollum and Frodo are, are like sort of bonding. Yeah, and, because they and are, they're wants, the ring bearers. And Gollum wants you know wants to turn him over, which he's you know, he fakes Sam eating the bread and stuff. He's mm-hmm. like. Wants to turn him against that, him. that they decided that was, I thought that was a good a choice. Um, that didn't happen in the books. Like him saving him. Like 
uh, Gollum never successfully separates them. Like, Sam is with him when they're like, one, okay. we wanted Frodo to enter Shelob's lair alone. Like, because yeah, that would be scarier. And also, you have, like, the whole time you have this character, Gollum, who is trying to, like, you know, he's trying to break them up and he never succeeds. They're like, yeah. oh. they needed, they wanted a payoff for that. And I will say, for me, the icon, like, the Gollum scene isn't even him with the hobbits. It's his back and forth nighttime conversation with oh, Gollum and Smeagol. That was awesome. Is that, that really, I think that was probably one of the things that really convinced a lot of directors. Obvious effects. Yeah. And again, props to any circus, but like, it still creeps me out the way he just leans forward and goes, murder. And then he's like, and you he, feel bad for him. Oh, I know, but like the like the sweet like Smeagol's so cute. Smeagol's oh, and he's just so funny too. He's like, no, no, not just me. Not <laughs> I know. <just> me. <laughs> oh, do, yeah. do you remember? Because um, I did, you know, my our, my like grandmother Mimi. Uh, I had always intended to show her <laughs> Lord of the Rings, so we did the Hobbit, and then she died before. Mm-hmm. And you remember what what she called Gollum in the Rose in the Dark? A little creep. He's like, oh, here comes the old creep. The old he creep. is the world's worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would have really, in, in Little Ring, she would have hated him even more. Um, and he's like, go away. I hate you. <laughs> and, uh, okay, the other, like, obviously scary thing, Shelob. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. Her, I think her lair is even creepier, like the build-up. Uh, yeah, of, like, that, oh, I love the build-up. I love the build-up. Um, and then I forgot that Sam goes one-on-one on one with her and wins. Yeah, yeah. Like, she tries and, to and man, shank him like, so much. But also, like, shout-out to that Galadriel giving them... Elendra. The light. Yeah. The, yes, I, I was yes. like, Very important. One, I like... I, I love things, like, coming back into play, you know, and just, like... Um, oh, just the the mithril and fellowship because he oh, gets yeah, stabbed the by the and you think and you think oh he's not going to survive two I stabs. I was like how many times is Frodo going to die in this movie because he'd already yeah, like he's got, already coma he'd already gotten stabbed by Nazgul. Like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like god damn it how can Frodo go ten minutes without dying? <laughs> like, and then this time he was able to walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks, Bilbo. And they're like like that like. That would have skewered a wild bull or something. Okay, so you, so and and I guess this is as good a time as ever to bring up sexy Shelob. No, so, I don't think there's ever a good time. for the uninitiated. There are, uh, I think these, I think these games, ha- I think these, there, there are a pair of Middle Earth games, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. I'm pretty sure they came, they were conceived because of the Hobbit coming out because they came out soon after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have the first one, and I actually think I'm going to buy the second one on Steam soon because it's on sale for like ten bucks. Are you buying it for a special reason? No, uh, I'll get to that. <laughs> but uh, they, the first one at least is really cool. It is uh, a midquel set between Hobbit and Lord of the Rings in the movie universe. What do you play? It's an original character, like a ranger who gets corrupted with a um, a spirit that he shares it's with, uh, who has a connection to Sauron, and ends up in Mordor, and is kind of like taking down some of the operations there. Um, and Gollum shows up as well as an NPC. Um, I think there might be some other. I think uh, uh, it's not Andy Circus though. I, oh, but um, <laughs> so like, what, what the, the defining factor they have, like the coolest feature, is you'll run into several like orc generals who have like unique names, mm-hmm. and you'll have like mini boss fights with them. And if it's possible for them, for either if you lose or if they manage to, to flee, they have this thing called the Nemesis system where you see a chart of them moving up in the hierarchy. Oh, that's cool. And coming back to you with a vengeance. Oh, and I like that. With a little cutscene of them clashing, like, I remember you, and that kind of <laughs> stuff, like to make it more personal. That, that's that's kind of, that would be cool to, yeah. for them so to add in cool general. Yeah, so less cool is in the sequel where they incorporate Shelob and decide to incorporate some backstory where either she got turned into or she used to be a sexy goth lady, uh-huh. a human. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just like... Yeah, How did no. you conceive this idea? Why did you think it was a good idea? And nope, and nope. And it, just, it also and just feels nope. it also feels like fan service, you know. Like, but all, like, okay, you need she's a, in like you a need slinky robe. You need a sexy lady. 
Just get an elf. And your mind went to a spider. You wanted to fuck a spider. <laughs> like, like. It's so strange. <laughs> I'm like, the Hobbit had bad decisions, uh, but they, they don't compare it to Sexy Sheila. Like, okay, they they show like some of like the the bad men, which is like it's pretty racist. It's they're obvious, like from the east. But like you know, but like they're they're helping. They they sort of like augment the the armies of of uh, like Sauron. Like so, they have humans. Is on- it fellowship? Um, I mean, no, you only really kind of, like, receive them. You see them a bit in Two Towers, but mo- mostly Return of the King. Okay. But I'm saying, like, you have, like, humans in, in Sauron's army. Like, well, you, you have Sauron Man, obviously. Well, he's not a human. He's a wizard. Oh. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> Shows what I know. Many colors. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> of many colors. I am flashing you <laughs> with lens flare. <laughs> Weird movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, like remember the Momo kill? They they like they 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 tried so hard to make sure the Momo kill didn't remind people too much of elephants because like you wouldn't want to see like yeah our they, heroes they, they killing like, multiple tusks and like different proportions and they gave them like a uh, predator roars not not, not anything that sounded like an yeah. elephant. Yeah. Uh, and it also gave me one of my favorite moments that only counts as one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love how like mad people got about Legolas, <laughs> like being like just every movie Legolas got to have this like shield surfing. Yeah, he got the shield surf. Like one, like oh my, like you you asked me like how was it like watching these movies, and I, t- I mentioned like how that like it was like my star starship destroyer moment, kind of, like, but also like Legolas getting off of his horse. <laughs> Turning around, looking at the camera. His <laughs> hair blowing in the that wind. That was like, oh, that was like, hello, <laughs> like hello, puberty. Yeah, it just puberty, just like it's like yeah. a little announcement. If it was, I like, remember, puberty started, like, I remember. <laughs> have you ever read the comic strip Foxtrot? No. It's a fun comic with a lot of like geek pop culture stuff, mm-hmm. and you have like a, a little brother who's like really into geek culture and is obsessed with these movies, and then his teenage sister just wants to see them to ogle uh, Legolas. Hey man, you can like be into these movies and want to ogle Legolas. Like, who doesn't want to ogle Legolas? Like, Jesus, <laughs> no, no, Legolas. I just raised my hand. Oh my god, when he jumps onto the horse, uh, like <laughs> he's handsome. I'm just. I mean, the oh ladies. my god! Like they but I, I have Arwen and Eowyn, so they, it's not, I'm not complaining. They did a really clever, um, like you know, like I, I, it just blows my mind. I can't think. Like Orlando Bloom was like 21 or something. He when was he young. Played Legolas, and I'm just like, how old am I? Am I 40? What's going on? Like I don't understand anymore. But something I did is, um, you know, like as you, he like what later starred in like Pirates of the Caribbean, as you can see, he's like a brunette, um, like. One, they were good. They gave him like the blonde wig, but they shaved um, his they forehead. They were gonna. They wanted to make him have a receding hairline because they were like, because he's older. Yeah, they're like it adds. A, I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons why I look at him and I'm like, he's 21. I don't understand. Like, but there's also like makeup going into yeah. it that's like supposed to make him look kind of like outside of the the idea of age. Mm-hmm. Like, they're young, but they're also old, like they're timeless. You know, like. Um, so, like, yeah, they did a good job. So what they decided to do is, like, they gave him a mohawk, basically, because they were, like... Oh. Um, well, he was like, if you're going to just make me have a receding hairline, just give me a mohawk, <laughs> like, yeah. you know? Like, um, but, it's, like, that's how his wig worked. Um, so, okay, there are two things I want to take. So I, I think there's talk- humans on Sauron's Omri. Why don't you just make a female... Like, why, oh, yeah, going why back, going back to sexy Sheila. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, there's options, man. There's options. But still, pretty, pretty good games. Um, uh, but, uh, so... Going back to the movies, uh, we talked a lot about Fellowship, obviously. Uh, Two Towers, uh, I, I love the... I think what makes for me is that I think I think the first half stuff with Theoden 
pales in comparison to the other stuff. You know what I love? The and it, it, it completely like I, mean, I think most of uh, Lord of the Rings graphics like stands up. That might be like you know because um, I think I asked my mom. I, I saw like one of those like old versions of Kong or something like King Kong. Oh, like the stop like, motion in the puppet. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, did, Mom, did you think this was like realistic? Yeah, and she was like, Yeah, and I just kind of like laughed. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> and then well, Peter Jackson. I mean, that's why he made his King Kong. That was the movie that got him into filmmaking. Oh man, like and 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 Andy Serkis like the the expressiveness. I love it. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, but like, uh, um, wait. We were talking about effects, holding, holding up and stuff with oh, was, like the, Theoden and Theoden when he when Saruman is is like exercised from his body. What oh, one, he, what I love is that Theoden gets thrown back and it it cuts to Saruman Sar- falling That's back because they, they were like possessing him. Yeah, and he like rejuvenates from like a uh, crypt, yeah. decrepit and crypt. Yeah, perfect. It, it, it's all captured on screen, like for him going from an incredibly frail old man. To, to a handsome middle-aged guy. Yeah, but like that that fade, I, I always it's watch good. it and I'm like, where is it happening? But it's happening and I can't. It's like, good. It's yeah. really good. It was like three hours of makeup for three different shots and they like. Oh, they had a midpoint. Yeah. like okay, um, I mean, that makes it easier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, you know, that. That makes me think about, because um, I, I, I'm sure, that, I mean, there was digital morphing going on there, but mm-hmm. uh, you ever see Rare's Lost Ark? Um. Is that the one where the face is melt? Yeah, gory <laughs> freaked me out. I wasn't like a nine year old, but um, the main face melt. They they I think it was stop motion, mm-hmm. and they initially went through like several layers of makeup with the actor in place, and had to, like transition him out for a dummy over time, mm-hmm. and it's just like it that effect still is incredible, but it's it's scary as fuck. Uh, I'm kind of glad. I think I blocked out of my head. <laughs> like people but... complain about Temple of Doom, and I'm like, you don't. You're not complaining about this. <laughs> but I remember us seeing Bernard Hill. Like he kind of he's sort of like. All he's doing is kind of like panting, like he's like he's getting over like a cough or something. But like he did that same performance like in three different like makeup things. Yeah. Um, and their makeup is like excellent. Yeah. That 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 so, was beautiful. Here's the thing. Oh, about- and I love and he looks at A when he's like, I, I recognize your face. Right. Here's the thing about Two Towers that I think I remember for years after the movies came out, people kept bringing up two words: Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. You don't like Helm's Deep? No, that's why I'm bringing it up. It's incredible. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I'll be that, that whole, like, third act. Dude. It's so elaborate. It's so multi-staged. The, the, like, the, the, the music. You're just like, oh, God. It's so intense. <laughs> it's, like, it's gritty. The rain. The uh, yeah. dirt on the armor. Uh, all these. It, it escalates with all these weapons, like, these big grappling hooks that, like, hit a guy while they come out and stuff. Like, honestly, like... So much kudos to all the work that went into that. That like, the the cast, the crew, they were exhausted. The stuntmen. They must, yeah. Six weeks of night shoots. It like took six weeks to shoot that uh, like, portion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Vigo lost like a tooth during it. Um, he also broke some toes. He, he broke toes. In Let's, grief. Can we talk about that part? <laughs> the, he his toes were lost to grief. We watched this video. It's the part where they they think Mary and Pippin are lost are in the corpses of the pile of corpses. Before that, awesome. I love the way that that story is told. Well, he's he's a ranger, so he can read tracks. Yeah, he's like their bones were cut. You know, like well, this is af- that's after. But first, they just see a dead yeah, a pile of they dead bodies. They find his belt. They find a belt. They've been they chasing think. them for yeah. like like yeah, how they're, many they're weeks? They're friends, and they, they find one of the belts. And they think, and and Aragorn kicks uh, an orc helmet and does this anguished yell. And great acting, beautiful. So the thing is, <laughs> Peter Jackson made him do multiple takes, and you can see he all the takes. He wanted the helmet to get to, closer to the camera, yeah. the per, like the the angle. And and the first couple of yells, they were good, but they weren't as. And then, and then on the last, they said do one it. more. He kicked this helmet the wrong way. Well, he kicked it the right way for the camera, but he broke two toes, 
and that was, like, like yell of genuine anguish, and then like collapse like he was in prayer. Or yeah, remorse. it was so great. Like it's so great. Rather to, like, than breaking character, going like my fucking toes. I know. It's, uh, this this was before Leo and his bleeding hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like he's like you know he's like. He yells, he's like, ah, and then he goes, like, ah. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, it escalates. <laughs> when we watched it, I was, at first I was like, it's just like any other, then it keeps going. It's like, oh, oh, that's pain. <laughs> oh, like, I, I love it. Like, what's his name? He goes great. He, so during the night shoots for Helm's Deep, at one point he, like, cracked one of his front teeth. He's like, all right, let's get some glue. We can keep filming. And, um, like, Peter Jackson's like, you're insane. You're going to the dentist. Like, yep. and like strapped him into a helicopter to the dentist. He's like, no, I want to keep filming. Like, oh, dedication. <laughs> dedication. Like, they got, he went and got emergency dental. He was back on set, like, later that day. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so we have, so any other specific things specific to the two towers you want to bring up that we have? You know, already? okay. One, I, the trailer for, I, I just remember being That's so, your favorite. Yes. Is it what you so were watching when I got here multiple times? <laughs> and then I started and that like music, crying, da, 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 sobbing to Oh, you, oh, you've done that multiple times this podcast alone. <laughs> no, but also I think that that trailer was. I think that's the trailer that kicked off the the popularity of that song. But I don't know. It might have been. I might be talking out of my ass. I don't, I don't like, know either. Um, but like they wanted that trailer. I think for. Uh, um, I mean, they wanted a scene in that trailer, and it's it's in Helm's Deep, and it's like a shot of the miniature of Helm's Deep. The, they they coined the term bigature because they would make miniatures, like they mm. made a miniature of Helm's Deep, but it was big enough that you could walk around in it. Like, so these miniatures would be like, I don't know, 34 feet wide or something. Like, they would be huge, but like, um, Isengard is supposed to be like, I think like 2,000 feet tall or something. It's like an 18th, like, it's, it's an insane, like, scale. But the thing is, is it's so detailed that they could actually just film it with a camera camera and use that like it, on screen like right up and like you know in the big screen that's in, that's incredible that like it's something that's like you know like supposed to be like a you know it's like a billionth of the scale and yet it, it holds up but so they this was like they had this shot and they the only reason they had this is like they needed this shot for the studio to be like this is what we're working on for Helm's Deep you know because the studio's like where's our money going we want to see yeah. so they were showing them like here's the like the bigature for Helm's Deep and there was a guy in it He and he took a little like toy ladder and put it up he's like the ladder's gonna come up and like they're gonna be fighting on either side or whatever and like then they wanted a trailer and like Peter Jackson like went to like I don't know the special effects people and he took this plate which like had the dude in it like the dude like like here's where the ladder goes like not supposed to be used for anything and he's like we need this for the trailer shot <laughs> and like and we need it in like two weeks or something and they were like <laughs> they were like you weren't kidding me like right and i mean like they had to work with so much like these poor like special effects people i okay i do have one other two towers memory and this is something that came from the movie are you aware of the the boiler masham meme the yeah, yeah, the song. mash him, stick him in a stew. Do you know the but song? wait a second. Wait, um, I thought Peter Jackson was very good with Helm's Deep and that he was careful not to get battle fatigue. Like, so he would do these, like, occasionally cut to the quietness of, like, the ants, which was kind of, it was yeah, irritating. I like, I mean, I was like, oh, you fucking ants aren't doing anything. But it is good that you don't get then, battle then fatigue. And then they do something at the end. It's awesome. And, but then it pays off. It pays off in such, oh. Actually, that's one of probably. It's very satisfying. I don't know if it's. 
I don't know if it, no, it's not my favorite moment. My favorite moment is um, Sam's monologue at the end of Two Towers. That's yep. my favorite moment in the entire trilogy. But my favorite musical moment is when the Ents are marching to war. Oh my god, I love it. Boys, it's, it's a boys choir. Um, oh, How, Howard Shore, amazing. Yeah, credit to Howard Shore. Mash him, stick him in a stew. Wait, you've seen the music? Have you seen, like, uh, they're taking the Hobbits to Isengard. Okay, Did you know that on yes. the set of The Hobbit, Orlando Bloom sang, they're taking Good the Hobbits him. to Isengard? Okay, I'm not going to play it if you already know it, but I'll, <laughs> uh, maybe I'll add it to the, fin- the uh, some audio to the finished version for those of you who weren't around for the YTMND days. Yeah, like, like are you trying to, like, throw Lord of the Rings memes at me? Like, I'm not aware of that. I wasn't sorry. aware of how much she did. So, Boiler, mash him, stick him in a stew. Please, I promise. Potatoes, like, potatoes. <laughs> it does have a beat to it. That's why it works so well. Boiler mash em, Boiler them, mash them, stick them in a stew. <laughs> but I love they're taking the home to Isengard. I just remember Isengard. Guard, 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 guard. Yeah, he did that. Like <laughs> Orlando was like, guard, 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 guard. Good for him. And they're like dancing. They're like, do, 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 the things I, I that I appreciate about Return of the King is that I think it's like one of the strongest and most emotional finales. Uh, oh, you're. That's I, what I don't appreciate about it. I don't want emotion. But like <laughs> the last, like there's just it builds so much. Like there's already powerful stuff. Talk about like when um is it Pippin who stays with Denethor and sings to him? Yeah, it, yeah. That, Billy that's Boy already with his beautiful voice. That's already intense. Uh, oh my god, Billy and Mary getting separated. I did the, 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 the quickly like all of a sudden it just happened. Like, yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, it was weird to see them not as like a unit anymore. And, and he was like, Mary, and then like he gets t- and I was like, no, like because I don't think Pippin kind of. Pippin doesn't never realize what's going on. I love my, one of my favorite moments. He's like, "Where are we going?" <laughs> like at the council, they they're like, "Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah." It's a big dramatic, but they're good for they. they other than Gimli, I think they're the main source of. He, originally, they were gonna have him do like they were gonna be like, "Okay, the Hobbits have an English accent," and they were gonna have Billy Boy do an English accent, and they're like. Not tampering down a Scottish accent is just wrong. They're like, yeah. all right, like just let your Scottishness ram free. You like you you like like Brandy Bucks. You're from like kind of a no, it's a Marriott Brandy Buck. How dare I say something? Pippin, <laughs> Pippin, fucking damn it! <laughs> oh my God, what's Pippin's last name? I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> like, oh, I I don't know. It's Mary Marriott Brandy Buck and Peregrine too. To, oh, took fool of a took. You tooks, okay. So you tooks, you got. They're like you live kind of like further away. That's why you speak in a Scottish accent. There you go. That, 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 that all makes sense. <laughs> that, that all makes sense. But um, <laughs> no, I just feel like that's like one of the strongest last acts to a movie, like that the last big battle, and just things just reach a boiling point with Gollum and Sam and Frodo, and that oh, last scene in that Mount was, Doom. That was harsh. Frodo to succ- see the finger. Fro- I mean, to see Frodo turn on Sam. Oh, like, that too. Yeah, was like, it was heartbreaking, and especially because we, the audience, know Gollum is manip- is lying. Something you're just like, no, god damn it. I know, yeah. And then, oh, but also when Sam falls down and sees the bread, and you see him get that renewed vigor, like, crushes it in his, his hands, like, let's oh, go. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm man. not giving up on Frodo. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, another of the, I don't even mention it as much, but like for me, I think one of the, the big tear jerking moments. I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you, and the music swells <laughs> to to into the west. And come on, come on. And it's such a, like, they're so on their last legs. They're so beaten down. But it's just like, oh, I'm getting you. Don't let go. (laughs) Don't you dare let go. Um, Just the camaraderie comes to such a head. And then. um, But it was so emotional. Because, like, Frodo could have let go. Like, you know, like. He could have, yeah. It it was like. He was was spent. He lost his finger. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they'd just been through, like, so much. They went through many different filming versions of um, Elijah and Andy kind of, like, fighting. Yeah. And they're, like, in some of them, 
Frodo like clearly throws like Gollum over, and they're like, we didn't want it. Don't be malicious. Yeah, no, they were like. I, it, <laughs> You saying don't be malicious makes me think of don't be suspicious. Do you know that song? No. There's a song called don't be suspicious, but like, huh. um, uh, <laughs> and I always sing it to myself, but I'm trying not to be suspicious. <laughs> like if I'm leaving. Don't go me. I'm not, I'm just not being suspicious. I, I'm like, if I go in a grocery store and I'm like, you know what? I don't want anything. And I'm leaving. I'm like, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> I'm leaving. Um, but like, you, you know, they're like, I thought they did well. Is that like, it was a, it was a real like both of them tumbled. It wasn't like neither. Like you couldn't put blame really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I never even thought about that, but you're right. Yeah. But then, like the fact that they think they're going to die before the eagles show up, and they're like happy to be with you at the end of all things. Um, and then, but and you know, you think you're better. You think you're better, and then we you bow to no one, which is such an impact. Oh, and Vigo singing. I love Vigo singing. I always love Vigo singing, and he mm-hmm. sings in Elvish. Yep. There's a lot. The thing is, like, there's a lot of singing in the books, and that's hard to incorporate. And I thought they did a good yeah, job. Yeah, there's a little bit in, in the movies. It's, yeah, it's no, I thought they just did like, uh, yeah, I thought they did it the right amount. Like, not. And then not, the Hobbit has a full blown musical number. Oh. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> they just, they just all know this song on the fly. I mean, I like the Dwarvish song, like. Misty Mountains is great. Yeah. Yes, but we're almost there. Um, but uh, then just like the fact that the whole, the Grey Havens happens. <laughs> And I just think it's like, you know, it's it's like Frodo saying goodbye to everyone, and then they save Sam for last, no, and, like, no, Sam no. just breaks down crying no, and doesn't want to leave. It's very unfortunate, you know, because I do, um, I, I, like, I don't know. I think you, there's, um, there's a real downside to not being, like, a quote-unquote perfectionist, but, like, being somebody who who's like, oh, but it could have been better, and that scene could have been better. I did feel, like, when I watched it, I was like, feels like a little forced and I'm, I'm surprised that it kind of feels forced like their their emotions and fucking Peter Jackson made them film that scene like three times because he ruined the footage for the first twice like two times they filmed they, they, they said as a joke they're like if there's one thing I never wanted to shoot twice it was the goodbye scene because of how emotional it was and the first time they thought they did a great job they but didn't. then like the like something happens to the film the 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 DP like put a filter on it or something that it looked wrong yeah and then like the second time like the footage got lost or whatever and so like they filmed it three fucking times and I was just like oh I really okay. want to see what you I never captured picked, the I never first picked time up on that like because like I really want to see what you captured the first time um, and even little touches like we see Bilbo again and like he's no, he's noticeably aged without the ring mm-hmm. but wait, but then his last sign I think I'm ready to go on one more adventure oh yeah that's sweet. that callback to his 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 wandering spirit mm-hmm. and, Advent- yeah. in home um, and the one just like what's Step, like a little, like, what, like, like, what did he say to Frodo? Like, you know, I would have loved to see that ring one no, more like time. No, like if you like, careful, like putting your foot out the door, like, you oh, know, I remember. like you could like, um, it's a dangerous thing, Frodo, like to put your foot like out the door, like you can get into an adventure or something like that. Like it's yeah. very, like it's a very cute phrase. Yeah. So, and then and so you say like it's hard for you to watch Return of the King because of these I, goodbyes I and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't like. I don't, I'm just wondering how. I'm just like we're we're caught we're coming up on a conundrum because we've been seeing all these MCU movies together. Black Panther two is out in like less than two months. Yeah. How are you gonna do it? Mm-hmm. You can't even watch the trailer, and I'm telling you, it's the best Marvel trailer ever made. I'll see it, man. Don't push me. 
<laughs> I, yeah. I am, That's, it's going to be hard for everyone, I, I think. I said Donald Gleason, Jeff, of my emotions. Like, leave me my emotions. So. It's like, I'm in a glass case of emotions. So, Lord of the Rings. So, Return of the King was an amazing capper. It won so many Oscars. Oh, I love the credits. The, the, the song and the portraits. I love the portraits. I thought yes, it was beautiful. Yes. And I love that they had, like, Sean Bean, you know, like. Everyone. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Bean dying. Oh. Is that where the meme started? Or is no, just, well, maybe that's where... Already, it, like, I mean, that. literally, though, like, besides... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Orlando Bloom was in this. Uh, Brad Pitt played Achilles. Troy. Um, oh, yeah. Like, uh, was he, Sean Bean in it? Uh, Sean Bean was Odysseus, who was, like, the only one who survived the battle. What? <laughs> besides that, he, like, he has died in, like, everything. That sounds oxymoronic. <laughs> I know. But, um, but, yeah, so Return of the King swept the Oscars. This, like, it cemented its place in history... It went. It was an iconic thing, uh, and then they made the Hobbit. No, 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 no! We, we How need, dare you transition let's, it let's, like that? Don't, don't, don't! There was a wait, and there was growing. Like, like, are they going to do it? Do you think they should do it? Here's the thing that I'm always going to wonder. Do you remember who was originally going to direct? It wasn't Peter? Guillermo del Toro. Hmm. Huh. Who knows? I mean, who knows what that would have been? I'm sure it would have still been canon, but I would have liked to see his like style, his own different take on it, and maybe. He wouldn't have made it three movies. I don't know. I, I, I think it. I think it might have been a studio thing. I mean, I, one I blamed. It him. was. He left because of creative differences. And Peter Jackson, I think maybe reluctantly, was like, "Okay, I'll I think do he it." Re- he reluctantly did. His it. heart wasn't in it. I know. Like, and and I was not surprised when I heard that. Like, I one, I wasn't. I was like thinking. I was like, they're not going to ask Vigo to be in it, and are, are they? Because like, because technically Aragorn is around during this time, and he would be in like Rivendell. Like, um, wait, you mean no, no, you mean uh, Legolas? No, I mean Vigo. Like, I was like, they're not going to like. It's sixty I, years I was prior. Like, they no, better. It's sixty years prior. He wouldn't be born. What are you talking about? He's like eight, he's eighty years old. In who is uh, Aragorn? He's eighty four years old. In like in Return of the King. Uh, what? He's one of the like. He's like one of the Elendil. He's like as one. He's one of the special group. Of the, like, the, I, he's got the blood. Of, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, well, he's no, they one didn't of ask. Okay. Well, no, they didn't ask him. They asked. They asked Orlando Bloom. Well, no. I. I, I was like one. Fuck. If they don't ask Orlando Bloom, like I'm gonna set the studio on fire. <laughs> like, he wasn't in the book. No. No. No, they went to Markwood. That was the only thing I was excited to see, and they fucked it up. Like, I was just like, hell yeah, they're going to Markwood. They have a, like, it's not even, I don't want to hear nobody being like, oh, this is, like, gratuitous. Legolas has every right to be in this movie. His dad's in it. Like, and then he stuck that. around. Well, there was a love triangle, which and was And there was our, what was her name? Uh, Eowyn, no, not Armin and Eowyn. God, I forgot her name. Uh, it's, it's Wasp. <laughs> I know, I mean, Evangeline well, I mean, Evangeline Lilly, yeah, like, some, some That's how much I care about her character and her falling in love with the only hunky dwarf. Um, and I think I, I feel bad for her. I think she asked like, "This isn't going to be like a love triangle thing, right?" Because that no, was her no, whole role in Lost, you know. And and her character would have been cool if they just kind of let go of yeah. that, like, of the obsession with like love triangles. Because that was the only thing that was like so annoying about her character. <laughs> and then like, and <laughs> and then and like, because she. And, Here's the thing. And it's, then it's, they fucked her over. Like, it's just, oh my It's God. multiple problems. One is that... No, but you know what? I was not... I knew Vigo wasn't going to be in it because Vigo has integrity. Like, uh, something that they... Oh, you think even if they asked him, he turned it down? He did turn it down. Oh. He, he said, no, it's a money grab. Like, he and, knew. And he, he did know. Like, I kind of okay. knew. Like... You were excited. We went to see it opening night. You had that same ring. Wait. We went... To, we saw the first two together and then you just... Said, wait, not, did... Wait, wait, oh. wait. Did I see what... 
Yes. With you for the first time? Yes, opening I night. Th- no, I thought I saw it. It had the high frame rate, and we were like, what is up with this frame rate? Okay. Was that Tyson's? You had your you had that ring. Well, I mean, I also, like, I, I'm remembering, an, okay, I, I guess. The, and we saw the second I, with Anthony. I saw No, I mean, I saw it a second time, and I was like, maybe I was hoping that the graphics would look better, but they still looked horrible. I saw it a second time with normal frame rate, and then I saw the sequels with normal frame rate. I was like, no. Nope, I saw nope. it a second time, and I was like, still not working for me. <laughs> but, like, well, I mean, no. Like, I mean, obviously, like, just being back in, like, yeah, it's so pretty. Shutter, like seeing a Frodo, I was like, Frodo, and I'm also about- like you know, huge um, like since God, since like the British Office was like w- way more than twenty years. How old are we? Like, oh, he- Martin Freeman was one of the highlights. He was wonderful. Uh, he, he was perfect. And like, then the bo- and then the movies become less and less about Bilbo. <laughs> well, no, just I was like, I don't care about some like stupid CGI orc. That was one of the big things you pointed out. I don't care about like, it. As, uh, Aslak was a terrible villain. I'm like, who cares? Does anyone care? And the like, fact that he was not practical. He was just a, he was very, God. you compared him to Kratos. I know. I mean, like, like what's it called? Like, when I saw I Am Legend, I was like, oh no, is those Will, vampires. S- Will Smith going to be, like, attacked by those little cartoons? Who cares? They're cartoons. They're not Urukai. Urukai freaked me out. Like, they were so fucking terrifying. When, like, you know, oh my god, you know, like, Lurts coming over the hill. Like, they're just, oh, like, and then he's like, the, the growling noises, and he's going to shoot. And there's the griminess of them. And then that, oh, that fight um, with Aragorn. You know, love Peter Jackson. He loves the violence. They had to tone it down. They had to tone. They way toned down the violence of of Aragorn's fight scene with Lurtz, like while Boromir is dying. Like I love the fact that you're trying to pivot back to Lord of the Rings while we're talking about the Hobbit. Yeah, because it's, but like, but also Vigo, like all the you know, um, during in the behind the scenes, like you you know, they they tell you a little bit about everyone, and everyone's like, Vigo while he was there, um, one Vigo. <laughs> Like, he was a last minute replacement. He, he, do you like, know who the original was? Um, I do. I don't. I I don't like. I feel. I feel really bad for the guy for being left out. Um, and the thing is, is I think they just cast too young. They really did. Who cast. was it? Um, it was that guy who was in that like vampire movie, Queen of the Underworld or Queen like Queen of the Damned. Yeah, Queen of the I Damned. I don't know who that is. Stuart Stuart Hounsen or like. A, I don't know who that is. Uh, anyway, like. He was just a little too young, um, and, and, but he must have been going to like month. You know, like they went through months of training together, and like they, they ended up calling Vigo, and, then, hey. and he did. He, he like hadn't heard of Lord of the Rings. He like uh, he hadn't heard of it. I not like to, he was like I don't know. He's like I don't even know who you are and what this is. But his Who's son was a, like his son was a huge Lord. And he was of like, do it. Yeah, his, they're like you, they want to play Argon. And he was like, all right, fine. But they're like. They're like, hey, do you want to come to New Zealand for a year? And they're, and he was just like, who are you people? Can I tell you really funny? And he, they were like, and he was like, well, how long do I have to decide? They're like, oh, like two hours. <laughs> That's a big commitment to guess. Can I tell you a funny thing about, because you always hear about celebrities doing roles for their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the, the live action Mario movie? Yeah. <laughs> so the guy who played Bowser in that, Dennis Hopper. It already happened? No, no, the, the animated one. The Chris Pratt one is coming out next year. It's animated. There was a live action one ninety three that everybody hates, but I love. Uh-huh. Uh, and Dennis Hopper played Bowser as just a guy in a suit, uh, a business suit. He actually kind of looks like Trump. People have made the joke. Uh-huh. Um, and apparently he was on Conan or something. And he remembers his son asking him like, "Why did you do that movie, Dad?" And he's like, "I did it so you could get new shoes." And he's he always like, "I don't need new shoes that badly." <laughs> but, That's a nice. Break. So here's the, so the Hobbit. The thing is, 
there's no, like, no let me let me let me say here's the two fundamental things beyond so well there there there's there, so one rewatching because I hadn't watched Lord of the Rings since the around the hot time Hobbit came out or maybe even before that but I rewatched from this podcast they have such an epic and theatrical and overwhelming you know feel to them like you they really have authenticity and they they feel mature there's gravitas and I mean this also ties into the, the what the Hobbit was as a book it's you can't recapture that. You, well, it's no, not, you don't have to make them. You don't. You don't have to make the Hobbit like a world-breaking epic about. The like, problem is he kind of tried. Well, the more the longer it went. Here's the other thing. Three movies. Yes, for a book. It that's is 100. one book. You had before. You had one book movie per book. Now you're trying to do the same thing with a simpler book, and you're filling it with all this bullshit. Yeah, like the thing is, they had to cut. So, like you know, they're like. I, I know fans were sorry, but we had to cut this. We had to cut that. We had to cut this. You know, for Lord of the Rings. And so here's like we're keeping everything. We're adding everything. I know, like Rag, uh, like what's his name? What's that stupid brown wizard? He's like he's mentioned. oh Radagast. Radagast. He's mentioned. And his bunnies. You don't see him. And his hedgehogs. Like, like and, and like also, the um, it's all it's, I could. It's just like it's just the muck and mire of studios. Ugh, it's like, it's honestly, it's like, and it says, it's if The Ring made a movie. And <laughs> the, the Master like, and Alfred it, being Saturday morning cartoon villains, basically, you know? Just just this, this like, like you thought Wormtongue was, was over the oh, top? Yeah. Well, watch these guys and watch them a lot longer. Oh, Jesus. Um, Although, I will say, I was so happy I caught Stephen Colbert's uh, cameo yeah. the first time I saw, yeah. I think it was the second movie. Like, did, there's a Prancing Pony scene, and you see, I think you see Peter Jackson as the carrot guy again. They go to Bree. No, no, it's it's before the it's it start it takes place before the first movie where uh uh what's his name where Thor and Gort and Gandalf are meeting at the Prancing Point to discuss Bilbo and this and this thing. Is this in the third movie? Se- no, it's the start of the second movie. That's, oh, okay. I think that's where you see. So. Oh no no I saw Colbert in in like Lake Town or something. Oh maybe he's in Lake Town. Okay well he's he, a, he's a villain he, he's a civilian in he, this he movie had, somewhere. He used his eyebrow to like knock down uh like. Um, uh, he had like a, a eye monocle? patch or something, oh. an eye patch, and he used his like his. You know how he has like those epic eyebrows? Yeah. He used it to like knock it into place. Okay. They tried to fill it up with extra shit, like all this Gandalf like going off and investigating it, no, it, it's Sauron. As if, it's as if the Sauron made a, a movie because it's it's the ring. It's all it's just greed. It's, it's like, all Sauron. It's just studio. It's like who else would want that that boring little cartoon thing? Like who else would want to be that much of of film you know it should have been one or two movies like hey you know what we should do have an incredibly boring dude who's just boring and he's he's cgi and he's boring and everyone's gonna doesn't everyone love being bored so here's here's the thing there are elements and scenes of the hobbit i really like in fact i was actually pretty pleased with the first movie outside of when they're in rivendell talking about sauron i'm like all right you're losing me a little bit but then the rest of the stuff is from the book Wait, and i'm happy what to what you didn't like you didn't like to see like the the lady like galadriel again i i thought i would and then they were just but what they were talking about was boring. No, it wasn't because it was Christopher Lee and it was and it was my man Hugo Hugo Weaving and you and, wouldn't be saying that if you saw the third movie where they do, fight a bunch of like armored ghosts. But I, like, well, I didn't see the third movie because it was so boring. <laughs> like, I mean, like third no, movie was where I really fell no, apart. No, but like they didn't like no 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 like no to see Galadriel turn around like and the, I was happy to see her, but and I the like music. It had the. It had. It's like Star Wars prequels. It's cool to see them again, but they need to still be doing something cool. Um, no, for me, like I want. There's there was like more egregious stuff that I would cut. Although I love that they brought Fwiget back. Fwiget is his like, I I don't know what name they gave him, but 
Brett from Fly Flight of the Concords when he was like a 19 year old college student because uh, he's from New Zealand and pretty much if you're white and in New Zealand you were cast as like an extra in uh, in Lord of the Rings, of the Lord of the Rings. if you weren't white you might have been put into like monster makeup oh yeah like, I mean like but um, I mean like We'll talk about uh, race yeah. in Middle Earth in a second. <laughs> but um, like, but yeah. So Brett from Flight of the Concords, he was in, he was in uh, Fellowship of the Ring for about one point five seconds. Um, I was a, I was a fan. I, I I I saw the fan page made for him. His name is Fwigget. Yep. It stands for Frodo you, is great. Who is that? Um, and then like, <laughs> I cannot. It uh, it was such a mind fuck. Like t like I don't know. Fifteen years later, when I was like a fan of Flight of the Concords and then I was like wait Brett was freaking yeah. and I was like freaking that out that is funny I need, to, I need to see Flight of the Concords but like oh my god I was so like they gave us the fans a little shout thank you thank you Peter it was awesome there's this beautiful scene in Return of the King where Arwen sees her future like like oh a, a beautifully aged yeah. up like Aragorn yeah, yeah. and then she sees like, like her a, offspring a, yeah and, and he looked like the uh, like an elvish human child it was like such it was so, so pretty and it was kind of pretty the way it's sort of like there and sort of not like you could kind of see the forest behind it but it was kind of still because it was like just an image. What does this have to do with Figlet? Um, then it's like Lady Armin, we cannot delay. Oh, that's him. And 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 like and I like it cut and she's like Lady Armin. Now and, and I, in the theater I went. <gasps> and I was like, fuck it. I was like, oh my god. And then I was like, so, oh my god, they gave Figlet a line. They brought him like they totally did that as a thing for the fans. He's like a character in the Hobbit. So here's the thing, there like I'm saying there are. When when the Hobbit movies try to stick close to the books, I think they're actually pretty fun. That's the frustrating thing. There's nuggets in there. Yeah, like I mean, I really did like the. Uh, I, I was so happy to see Gollum. Uh, the Gollum, the riddle scene was done fantastically by both Circus and Freeman. Mm -hmm. uh, Smog was oh. incredible. Oh my god, uh, dude, I do forget about that because like that I'm one thing that I was like so pissed off. I was like, okay, look, you have Middle Earth, I love. You have dragons, I love, and you're fucking ruining it. And I was so mad when the movie ended with just like Smogs. I, I was like, give me Smog. I was like, I want Smog. Oh, I was mad when the second movie ended without his attack. It should have ended with his death attack and death by Bard. Instead, it's just he well, flies I mean, away. It's already like how many hours long? But <laughs> just uh, also, I'm like, well, then if you take that away from the third movie, the third movie has nothing. I, well, it shouldn't be a the, third movie. The Battle of the Five Armies. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know how much. But Azog, man. You know how. Oh, I know. <laughs> Jesus, like you know, do you know how long the Battle of the Five Armies was? In I think it was a paragraph. It was like Bill was like, oh, it, was it happened. A chapter. I was a, I was asleep. Yeah, like, <laughs> knocked out. And that happens in the movie too. The whole climax is about is about Thorin. <laughs> no, but it's just like, oh no, like if you're gonna have it, I don't know, dude, do, do 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 it creative. Don't don't. So don't. Here's don't. what I'm the last don't, thing I'm going to say. Then we'll close the book on the Hobbit. <laughs> I told you that, um, and probably, some of you might have seen the videos. I one well, of the last viewings I did with my but grandmother Mimi was, awesome. was the Hobbit, mm -hmm. but because I met, I wanted her to see, like see that first, and then then she'd have more context for Lord of the Rings. Because when you watch Fellowship, there are a lot of callbacks in, into it, in it, and it feels like a good transition, um, especially and you're more invested in Bilbo. Oh, like how, if you oh, if you oh, watch them in chronological order. Oh no, order. I, I actually I, I remember um, being in the theater and like you know Gandalf like is looking through his stuff and you see the lonely mountain yeah. and you see yeah. His, yeah it has more impact when you've seen that adventure mm -hmm. as lousy as it was but here's okay here's the thing like i said there are a lot of 
chunks of these movies that are of those movies that are good, which made it frustrating for me that they got progressively worse. Uh-huh. Then and, and so originally I wasn't going to show them Mimi. It was like I'd be like, no, Hobbit's not anything. Let's. Then I discovered fan edits, uh-huh. and I, I told you about this one that I watched by a guy called Maple Films called J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit, where the goal is cut out all the extraneous shit they made up, keep the focus on Bilbo, and make it like a four-hour movie with an intermission. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. Yeah, no. I, like, I, It's really good. I think maybe like... Uh, I was able to enjoy that last movie watching this version. No, like, I, yeah. I never thought that could happen. I mean, I do want to see the... Other... I can send it, send you a link. It's like yeah. there's a torrent for it. I do so want to see like the... like. I have a I way love, now... I love Smile. I actually now have a way to revisit and enjoy The Hobbit as part of this series, which... I'm glad that... that it's official... almost like modding. Like... Uh, yes! Uh, if, there was, if it was... If it was... If the official means, I'd be like, fuck that. I, do you <laughs> remember when we were in the theater for something else and we got a promo for the extended edition of Battle of the Five Armies? <laughs> and we are both like, fuck you. <laughs> But so I was actually, I was curious. I was like, I was like, I wonder if they would stoop low enough to ask Vigo to come back. Because I was like, has he ever said? Um, I think he did say somewhere. He said, I was like, no. I said no. Like <laughs> I was, I was like, but like you know, a, a, a quote about him that Dominique, who plays Mary, um, said that always stuck with me. He's he's like Vigo. Like, Vigo is an artist, and he really believes in like, it's like the truth of like whatever he's. Of he's doing it. If he doesn't believe in it, he won't do it. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, when they, I was like, yeah, he's not gonna do it. Like, you know, it won. Like, The Hobbit. I was like, okay, this could be good. Like, this is kind of scary because The Lord of the Rings means so much to me. Yep, yep. Like, please, please don't be selfish. Can you, can you make it one movie? I'm like, because you know, that was around the time where, like, for some reason, it's doable. It, like all the, all the book series got split up. In their, they split their second part in half. In regardless, half. How Harry many, Potter, Twilight, Hunger Games. I know, regardless, because like the Hunger Games is three books. Like Twilight is like four books, I, I think. Like, and Harry Potter is like seven. seven books. But no matter what, it's like the last book split, split it into up, two split it up, for split no up. reason. Make like, more money. And I was, <laughs> Thankfully, like, that's a trend that doesn't seem as big these days. Uh, 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 and I think it, it cost us. It yeah. cost us a good Hobbit trilogy or Hobbit at movie. Uh, um, I was at, like I, I was so happy though when when Elijah like walked it. Like, I, you know, I was, I was like, like that wasn't in the book when they were setting the scene. <laughs> well, I mean, Ian Holm too. That's I know. One, one more time. Like, I think actually that was his final role. I, he retired after that. Um, Chris Christopher Lee died soon after. They, they that was the only thing they didn't film in New Zealand. That they filmed it in London because he was too frail. Fra- yeah, fra- mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so moving on a little briefly, let's talk about what is most currently on people's mind with uh, Middle Earth adaptation. I. Earlier today, I watched the first episode of The Rings of Power, mm. Amazon's new uh, TV series, uh, mm-hmm. though apparently one of the highest budget TV series ever. I'm wondering if they did it because of House of Dragon, or do they just both happen to be maybe out? Maybe Game of Thrones. What? Maybe Game of Thrones, because it was, it was in development for a while. There were rumblings about this show like three years ago. Um, well, like, Game of Thrones probably was like, was probably doing it too. Like, I mean, like, like... I mean, I mean, like House of Dragon must have been under production for a while. Like they just both seem to have come out at the same time. And I haven't both... researched that part. And maybe some of that's you know secretive. I'm just kind of, I'm just curious. They're both prequel. I mean, they're both about like yeah. You know, they're, like, they're both like, hey, here's a medieval setting, and and he, like you know the story, but this is like two or like a thousand years yeah, before. Yeah. So, so it's just kind of weird timing. First thing I'll say is. Uh, 
this is the latest thing to get racist nerds angry because you have people of color playing Middle Earth people. <laughs> um, I will say I wish that Jackson had thought to incorporate that before. I d- they I... actually he actually did a little bit with some of the civilians of Lake Town. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was a little too little too late. For me, actually, it was more just egregious that like any time they showed a human that like wasn't good that was like potentially on Sauron's side that they were noticeably darker, and I, and I was like come the fuck on like fuck off peter like stop it like i know like he was like partially inspired by some stupid like film for helms deep like um some unold racist movie <laughs> yeah it was it actually was an old racist movie it was about like something zulu like um was there any fu manchu involved no but it was like it was supposed to be about these like sean cheese canonical like, father oh, no these poor british like like colonizers, colonizers are like the like, savages like the like like the natives are like trying <laughs> to protect themselves from They're the colonizers oh, their no. land how dare they like, okay then that movie might be like a piece of shit but like i don't know like jackson saw it and took some inspiration from it for i think the build-up to helm's deep and you know helm's deep is fine but like Jesus, like you know, you see, you see some humans, like you, the, you see the 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 black gates of Mordor, and you see them open up. And that was a pretty awesome bigature. The like they that I can't believe it was a bigature on like on wheels, and they actually show it like the, on the scale that they do, like. But you see that this is the point where like the the elvish. Um, cloaks come into handy because yeah. they they just put the cloak over yeah. themselves and they look like a rock like it's because elvish cloaks yes okay are now awesome. i know what part you're talking about but the the evil humans were like it's darker like, oh, skin look, yeah it looks like they're middle easterners <laughs> and i was like so oh, come on <laughs> like uh, so i guess you could say that this series is like kind of retconning things a bit or you could say that like those are those some of those races went to different continents or something if you want to be technical but i mean i think it's cool to see like black, ho- black hobbits and elves and stuff like that i uh, mean like the thing is like people are always people are it's always, also just the way the market's going no but people are always crying they're like oh it's not realistic and it's like actually it is realistic like there was like i mean it is more realistic, there, there yeah. was a period where there wasn't like there wasn't anything. i read i read there, about there was a period where there wasn't any like like you know going back and forth between like the old world and the new world but there was never a period where like europe was as if it was the americas and the rest of the world was like undiscovered and not yeah, touched and i will say the uh the... like you know there were like like muslim vikings like you know it's like there was never a period where there was only white people in europe <laughs> yeah um so one thing i'll say is the show like i said it's one of the highest budget shows ever uh it shows it's it's gorgeous it could actually pass for a movie for the most part mm-hmm. the, i i did notice I don't think as much of the budget went to actors because they basically had, they mostly hired unknowns, from well, what I believe. Well, that's not something wrong. Well, no, it's not. No, I'm not complaining. And actually, it gives an advantage because you, we do see younger versions in the first episode of uh, Elrond and Galadriel, um, and they were able to get some pretty good, you know, look looking like a young Cate Blanchett or, or like a twenty something. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Um, so, which you who, know, who he, wrapped in Elvish for the best truly. That's right. Watch that video, people. Um, and uh, so it's it's cool to see more of this world. And the first episode, I will say, I can't really. It's obviously it's not fair to judge the whole series by that. The first episode is a lot of establishing these characters uh-huh. and a uh, plight, which is the idea. That it, now, so were they given the rings already? No. Uh, so Galadriel's not a ring bearer. No. Okay. In fact, Galadriel's big thing. Galadriel is pretty different in this because she's a lot more pissed off and actually a warrior in this period, mm-hmm. because uh, this is kind of around the first first war where with Sauron. And I'm not sure they they say that like that, that is over. But and she but, has a war with Sauron. She she doesn't fight. I don't think she fights in it, but her brother does. Wait, and but 
If Sauron's already revealed himself, because Sauron tricked them first by giving them rings, and she accepted one. Um, like. Okay, well, that hasn't happened yet. Well, but but she, how would, why would she fall for it if she's fighting Sauron? Maybe they, maybe this is different. Maybe they retcon some stuff, or maybe or, or maybe may, I'm mixing stuff up. Or maybe she does have the ring, and they just didn't make a big deal of it. Like, maybe they haven't it's revealed not the it, ring; it's her. It's, ring. It's, it's, you know, it's literally called rings of power. This is about being. I, mean, I think you assume that that's you know multiple. This is when you know they, he gave multiple rings to, to people, and yeah. So, but I don't know, man. I, I I'm don't shoot the messenger. I'm just remembering it as it was, and maybe they're Tarantinoing it. Maybe they are, or maybe there's some stuff that I'm remembering wrong, or maybe there's some stuff that gets clarified as the series goes on. But because um, Sauron gave them the rings, <laughs> but it, it it does touch on some stuff like how as this previous war is winding down and the elves are ready to declare you know declare peacetime because there's no trace of enemies. Uh, Galadriel is still convinced there are traces out there, and she's working people to the bone trying to find it. And also we have this village that's a human village that is like overseen by an elf settlement, and there's clear resent like racial and societal resentment against against the elves. Sounds very much like Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, and there's like this punk village teenager like, why don't you get out of here, you pointies? They, they call them pointies and stuff like that. That's so lame. Um, I'm like, shut up, you brownies. <laughs> I'm shut like, up, you I, I live longer than you. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> um, but. From what I've seen, uh, it is good. Mm-hmm. The show, it's quite, it's good TV, and uh, you even find out stuff like Galadriel was meant to go to Grey Havens eventually, and she left, she fled the ship because she, she wants, she was, she felt she had had unfinished business. Huh. Um, so like, cause, cause she'd already earned like a warrior's, you know, whatever you call it, like a piece. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing people are complaining about. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to see women in armor and stuff like that. I'm like, you mean like Eowyn and, and Arwen fighting off the, the Nazgul and stuff like that, you, you dumbasses? That's like people saying, like, I don't want black people and women in Star Wars. I mean, like Lando and Leia, you dumbasses? <laughs> it's, just, it's just a noisy... Noisy, like, noisy, noisy racist. Yeah, and I, I don't... Luckily, I haven't seen anything like that on my feed. I keep getting I keep getting YouTube recommendations. I have to keep blocking so many channels. They're like Hydras. You, you, you get rid of one and two more pop up. Oh, wow. I'm so lucky. Like, I don't get those. Like, I'm uh, not consuming those kind of videos, YouTube. Why do you think I... Is it because uh, I watch videos about the movies themselves? That's probably it. I get, like, reaction videos, but not, like... <laughs> the algorithm hates me, but um. I, I mean, I use because I was so. Pissed. But I did want to ask, like, you. So you're you're just not interested in Rings of Power at all. So why is that? Um, I'm not. No, like, no. That that's more how I feel about uh, House of Dragon. Like House of Dragon, I'm, I am not interested at all. Like people say it's good. If it's good, like when the series ends, when the, if people still like it, then. yeah, I'll, I'll look into it after the series is over. If it's good, like if it's good. I, otherwise, no interest. This, I'm, I'm just like kind of like I'm, I don't know. I haven't seen a trailer. I'm like, is it on the Cimmerillion? Like, it is inspired by appendices, according to the credits. It, it's inspired by the appendices, but, but, not the Cimmerillion. Like, I don't know. Why would it be inspired by the Cimmerillion? It's like, I don't know. Like, it does seem like the next thing they'd adapt, but maybe they're saving that for a movie. No, but, like, the Cimmerillion is just kind of, like, it's it's just a history book of Middle-earth. Like, that's what it is. Oh. Like, well, they'd have to craft a story around that, like they no, did with but, all I mean, of stuff. But, but that's what it sounds like. I mean, the appendices, some some of the appendices are just, like, fucking, like, like rules and stuff, like, are just, like, being like, hey, look, here's all the, the ways to write Elvish. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. there's the, the, the appendices that they most dug through for Arwen were 
where I mean, I mean, yeah, like the the most important appendices, like especially to Tolkien, was the one about Aragorn and Arwen. It wasn't really Aragorn's story, so he didn't like put the fact that Aragorn has this. Like, I mean, it is a very it's 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 really apt for cinematic yeah. adaptation, especially with like you know, so like her dad being Elrond being like fuck uh, off. Here's my question for me to you. Oh, like I don't know. It's like similarly, I haven't seen a trailer. I'm just like Rings of Power. Rings of Power. I'm just like. You know, I don't know. Like, I know. Weren't you hoping that Jackson was involved? Like he's you know, not. Well, he's like he's he like I, I was, I um I was like you shouldn't have been the studio's bitch boy for a hobby. Yeah. yeah, like you know. Maybe well, maybe do some advice or you know get some advice on on this one. Um. Hmm. Huh? Maybe he could have given some, them some advice or something like like some some notes. Yeah. Oh, I mean like. Like to me, he'll always be a part of the the Lord yeah. of the Rings. Family. But I will say it also because it's diff- different different directors and crew. Uh, actually, the person who directed the first episode uh, did a movie I loved a couple years ago, A Monster Calls. Uh, very underrated. Um, I've heard of it. Great movie. I actually covered it on one of the early episodes of the podcast, and um, it's well directed and well acted and all that. But it's interesting now. I'm realizing like these three different iterations of the Middle Earth between Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, and now this, they're all having different feels. Um, I think The Hobbit is due to the source material being different, and this is due to being made by a different crew. Huh? The vibe is different. It's it's like, it, it doesn't quite, feel, even though it's like some of the architecture is similar, it feels like a different take on Middle Earth. Well, I mean... I'm not even sure if it's canon to WB stuff. Like, what's it called? Um, I wouldn't say WB stuff. Like, New <laughs> like, line stuff. No, I'm just like, I mean, I know that they changed some things, but the Lord of the Rings, like the Lord of the Rings movies are like so... Watch like, the cord faithful for me where I'm like they're not their own like like they're not a different universe like they are like they're just like I mean I know Frodo's 50 and he's played by a 19 year old and like um that's a change like it is a change but they the thing is is like it it was good I think it was for the I think it was the right call I think you needed innocence I mean I think what you needed from Frodo was innocence like like that because you know like I don't. I, just, I, just, I think like like um you know what's it called? You you don't have the elves show up at Helm's Deep, but elves were fighting during this time. Like they were fighting the for the forces of like Isengard and stuff. So but God, like God, God, God. <laughs> but like having that little like all all the changes they made. I'm like I understand why you made them. Like like separating like. Oh my God, Far Faramir would be the one that most people would complain about, and I was a little like in the second book, the second movie. I'm like, who, why, what the fuck is this guy's problem? He's nothing. Faramir says about the ring. He's like, if I saw that on the side of the road, I wouldn't pick it up. <laughs> he says that about the ring, and in the movie, he like grabs Frodo. This is like the Lord of the Rings version of Dumbledore. Like, there you ask, to put your name in the goblet. Uh, Dumbledore asks calmly, like. And he's like, Farmer grabs Frodo by the bell and he's like, give me the fucking ring. Oh, I'd love it if he said, I would never take the ring I saw it on the side of the road. Um, but, but but they're like, you know, they're, they're like, Wait, okay, one, if you have a character say that, you just undid all the establishment you were trying to do about this ring is dangerous, the ring needs to be destroyed, it can corrupt anyone. And then this Farmer like, I don't give a shit about it. And you're like, oh, never mind. It's like, you're blowing things out of proportion. Yeah, everybody is tempted by it. Even Gandalf was like, don't let me touch that thing. Oh, espe- well, I mean, especially people who, like, could wield it. Like, and wreck, the, wreck shit. Yeah, like, for when it was... Give it, Galadriel, like, Gandalf. Off, yeah, Galadriel, Gandalf. That was like, ooh, 
that's very cool. Like, cool, like you know, that could very go. Like, I like that, that we so uh, that we've tried to talk. I've been trying to have us talk about the newer iterations, and it all keeps cycling back to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> My mind's just about Lord of the Rings. But let me just ask: you, do, you, do you think you will? Is do you think there is a chance that you will watch Rings of Power down the line? Yeah, I, I'm not against it. It's definitely not like House of Dragon. I will not watch it until the last season is out, and then maybe I'll consider it. Like, I have nothing like against this new one. Um, you know what I was thinking? Like when you're saying like the cast, like you know, younger versions of Galadriel and Elrond. Elrond. Maybe other characters. I, I, it reminded me of like casting um, Ewan McGregor as, as like, Obi Wan. Yeah, and like good casting. You know, it's funny because like I think it'd be really hard to tell what good casting was when he was originally cast. Like because the movies were not the best. No, because like. The, he, that was the farthest he was from um, Alec Guinness, you know, like he was younger, yeah, yeah. clean but shaven. Then, but then, like, I was like, wow, he like as he like got older, I was like, I was like, dude, this is yeah. a really good cat. Like, I need to we need we need to watch uh, the, the miniseries at some point because he's good in that too. I know. Oh my god, I know. I, 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 oh, I, I, I know. I, I was thinking of him. I just saw Train Spotting too, which was like yep. a big yep. talented actor. Uh, oh, yeah. But I guess we can start wrapping things to a close. Uh, altogether, this Lord of the Rings, Cyberpunk, and Skyrim talk has taken us three and a half hours of time. <laughs> this is why I'm glad I didn't have anything else going on this evening. <laughs> and you as well. Yeah. And I was going to say the cat is judging us judgmentally over, but she's I think she's asleep. She is asleep. She's just like, she's, she's like, like, get over silly it. Silly humans it's talking about <laughs> their silly movies. <laughs> she's like, the only movie that anyone should watch is Cats. Oh, God. <laughs> and I, I told you, I showed Mimi the trailer for that I know and she was like oh she was marveling at it I think, John such effects such talent I think it might be I think it might be a generational thing that Uncanny Valley might be different for her yeah like you know I, I, I actually think that's really interesting that like that maybe for some older people like that like they, they, they don't see it it doesn't clock yeah like that. I think that's super because they grew up on the old King Kong yeah just like for me I'm like I'm like you don't think that's creepy? Um, that's interesting. Like, because, yeah. like, we might automatically be like, nope, wrong, inhuman, I don't like it. Like, you know. <laughs> my, my brother and his wife saw that in theaters, ironically, with a bunch of friends. Apparently they had a, a great time. <laughs> but um, I want to say uh, this is all things to a close. Mia, again, thank you so much for joining me for this thank you sprawling for talk. Tolerating my we rambling. actually managed to talk about as long as one of these movies. I do, like. Maybe not extended edition. <laughs> Like, I mean, I just want to say, I am the best and the worst person to watch these movies with, because when I'll cry through the entire thing. Yep. I will you sob cried through this entire episode. I'll sob through it. I literally, like, like, my sister-in-law just was like, like, I, she was like, "What's wrong with you?" Well, well, she just like turned it on TV. I was, I was like, "How dare you? One does not just Same turn on Lord of the Rings." And and like, and then she was like, "Oh, you're not kidding." As, as in, I was like sobbing. Into the <laughs> so, I was like, I was like, people can still. Are you still active on Tumblr? Um, a little bit, yeah. Pa- okay, what is it? Pate the novice. Pate the novice. P a t e the novice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, as for me, Thank you. yeah. As for me, you can find me on uh, on YouTube under Behan B E H O N and at Behan Art B E H O N A R T on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. Uh, again, you can find the show's page on uh, on Twitter and Facebook under Sketch Watch Play, no spaces. Uh, and I'm happy to announce. Uh, normally, I don't have episodes planned ahead of time. Uh, following up is planned ahead of time, but I uh, can say uh, I definitely say the guest for one. So. 
Uh, next episode will be episode 49. We had actually planned to record it first, but the uh, guest needed more time. Uh, I'll be happy to have uh, our good friend Felipe Diaz-Vera back on as we do a general look back at the PlayStation 2. Uh, oh, man. Which is which both for me and Parappa, Felipe... Parappa. Parappa 1 was on PS1, Parappa That's 2 right. was on PS2. Right. So yes, technically. Um, but we will be one of my favorite consoles of all time, tied with Super Nintendo. That'll be a great look back. Also, time going back to the early 2000s. Uh-huh. 2000 nostalgia is in full swing, people. Well, let's just try and, you know, if we just Preserve pretend enough that it's happening, like, we um, can mentally and go he, back. And then, we've had conversations about this. Episode 50, like, I feel like for every multiple 25, you want, I want to do something big, if uh-huh. we, especially if we ever hit episode 100, like, a decade from now. Mm-hmm. Episode 25, I picked my favorite anime of all time, Cast in the Sky, to discuss with Chris. Episode 50, I am trying to get multiple people who have been recurring guest stars on. I'm not going to uh, announce them until they're all locked in. There's one I need to, to confirm with. But I can tell you, uh, people, episode 50, The Lion King. <laughs> get ready. The Lion King. That's the original. Okay, I was like, that That can mean lots of things. I will touch on the sequels and the remake. <laughs> I've never seen either. I've tried watching Lion King 2 and, give, and bailed at 20 minutes in, but I'll watch them and uh, touch on those. But no, we're mainly going to talk, you know, the, the one that everybody agrees is awesome. Yeah, you know, like, not to, like, end the note on bitterness, but, like, because I got so bitter when we went to The Hobbit, but, like, I'm a little sad because The Lion King is my favorite Disney movie. Yeah. And when you said Patrick's that, favorite. I didn't immediately get excited. I you was thought about like, the remake. I was like, well, what does that mean? Like, it, what are you talking about? Like, For the big you know? episode 50, I'm picking this remake nobody liked. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a weird animal documentary, except they put voices on it, but like these... And they don't emote. They don't emote. I saw the saddest scene in Lion King, and it was and you so felt nothing. boring. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, wow, this is Everything I've seen about I it feels thought. off, but <laughs> even animators from the original were saying on Instagram, like, guys, I don't know about this remake. They they kind of didn't, I don't know. I, honestly, I, they're doing all the remakes, right? I think it's... Um, they just did Pinocchio, they're doing Lilo and Stitch. No, I think uh, it's, uh, what's it called? Uh, copyright thing. Like, if if you if it's like I mean Lilo and Stitch is like 20 years old in an original creation that's not a yeah, that, that, that yeah liking those are the, it, it's a money grab it's like the Hobbit <laughs> no but like they started this whole like you know people are like do we need Aladdin do we need a little no we don't but the thing is though they're like people there's a joke like I, I haven't studied law enough to know it but like people joke that copyright law is written by Disney but like it used to be something like I don't know. Mickey still is, should be in the public domain, but he's not. Yeah, and and like and and like you know, I'm glad that stories like, like, you know, like. What did this next time uh, episode talk turn into? What? <laughs> I was just going like, here's what you can look forward to next time, and oh, now we're, sorry, we're just, rambling about Disney and copyright law. Well, I mean, it just seems like they are trying to keep it out of public domain. It should be public domain by now, but whatever. Like you know, Disney owns. Disney's us. gonna be, gonna Disney be one. Disney owns us all, and you know what? We are kind of like sometimes we're like, thank you, Disney. Sometimes yes. Like thank you, Obi Wan. Like I'm happy to watch Obi Wan. Like <laughs> I need to finish it. You know, um, like, and I need to start and- Andor. I'm hearing it's like the best one since Mando. Um, I skipped I skipped Book of Boba because I heard it sucked. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to do it. And I'm John Flurry. And Mia, do you hey, have any? John, yeah, can I ask you a real quick question? You can ask. Do, do you have like a favorite moment in the original Lord of the Rings trilogy? I mean, emotionally, the fall of Gandalf and the the good farewell, and oh, oh um, and and the edge of night when when Pippin sings during the charge. That's, that's beautiful. All yeah. right, what about you? Um, I think I know yours. You said it earlier. Yeah, I think it's it's uh, Sam's monologue. About being good, being good in the world. There you go. There she goes. I lost count how many times she's buried her face in her in her palms. Words to live by. As Mia collapses her composure, I wish you all a good evening. No. <laughs>
就